When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, uh, did you listen to the show? Uh, I did not get a chance to listen to the show, buddy. I'm sorry. That's but, you all right. know, I, I, I like to play. I like to play off of you and the clips you play, and uh, I hate homework. So you know that. <laughs> it's it's true of all of our guests. They end up hating me at a certain point. Yeah, well, you're sending me war and peace to to sift through over here. Episode two seven. Are you a boner guy? Cuz. Cuzaroo, Cuzaroo, Slap-a-Rooney. It's showtime. A W A T P. W A T P. W A T P. Hello, Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts. The only show that is extremely familiar with Wesley Willis now. Thanks, everyone. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week, medicated Pete's doppelganger from the Shuli Show podcast. It's Shuli Egar. Welcome, Shuli. W-A-T-P. <laughs> is that Fred the Elephant Boy? That was. That was Fred the Elephant Boy for you. I'm, I'm glad that he's a fan of the show. Please go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel and the link to our Patreon and Supercast, featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month. We're recording another bonus later this week with Croge and Andy. And then the week after that, we're doing another Dick Show crossover event. So you'll want to sign up and get all of that great content. Also, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and then shit all over us in the comments section. Today, we'll be reviewing a show called Comedy Pot Pie. This was a suggestion from Aaron Kroll. I've listened to the show. Shuli's about to hear it for the first time, and uh, we're going to get into it here. This is a show hosted by Michael Wayne Jr. and his producer, Alyssa Shea. And let me start off by reading the description of the show. I think this is very important to set the mood of what we're about to hear. Michael J. Lane is a comedian. He says, take a trip through the dark mind of comedian Michael Lane as he discusses everything he's not supposed to. For the next hour, nothing is off limits. <laughs> this is gonna this is gonna be edgy. You know what's funny is people who have that nothing is off limits uh moniker, everything's off limits, by right. the way, with those people. <laughs> that, that's what I realized too, because some of the hot takes that he has are things that I wouldn't necessarily call edgy. This right. Is, this is his take on on breakfast. He's now he's not a fan of breakfast. They get into a whole discussion about calories and exercising and he lost 10 pounds this month a comedy show you know about calories and exercising you're not going to hear that on any other podcast Carl. finally someone is talking about it it's about time so this is his take on breakfast lately i've been trying to kind of eat like an early lunch i'm the worst i don't eat breakfast i hate i never i hate breakfast too i never eat so i hate i hate uh mornings I hate everything about breakfast. I hate uh, that mornings exist. I hate that people are actually cheery enough in the morning to want to eat breakfast. Like, what are you talking about? 
this is like the Garfield of hot takes right here. I, I bet he doesn't like Mondays that much either. He's coming at it like it's like somebody's asking him to learn the Latin language, you know, <laughs> like like it's breakfast, dude. It shouldn't be that if that's a hurdle in life, breakfast, you got a tough road ahead of you. Oh, no, Shuli. I, I don't do fucking breakfast, Shuli. I'm not a breakfast guy. All right. This is my hot. I don't take even voice. get it. <laughs> I don't even get morning. Who gets up in the morning? What is that about? So he goes on to explain that when you go out to eat breakfast at 830 and then you come back home. What the fuck are you going to do then? Then I get back home. It's like 9.30 in the morning. I've just eaten a full breakfast. Now it's 9.30 in the morning. What, what do you want me to do with my life right now? Yeah, no. Do I go I... back to bed? Do I, uh, like, what am I supposed to do at 9.30 in the morning? Just sitting here. Like, I don't think anything's funny about this. I can't write jokes right now. I'm just wide awake at 9.30 in the morning. Just, I just ate some fucking waffles. Right. Who cares? What was the point of that? I wonder what time of day he can write jokes at. Because I don't see any <laughs> evidence that this guy's writing jokes. Shuli, have you ever been awake at 930 and wondering, what the fuck am I going to do with myself? Yeah, Listen, I, I'm amazed that this guy even successfully got a podcast out into the world. Because, yeah. you know, he seems to be stumped by just normal everyday activity. <laughs> I mean, it's Which 930 a.m. What am I supposed to fucking do right now? I mean, what 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 can you do at 930? Anything. Like, literally, the yeah. answer is anything you can do at 930 a.m. Is he also claiming that he cannot write on an empty stomach or on a full stomach? Which one is it? Because I, I think it's both. I think the or answer... is it just sheer boredom? He's just not in, in, in writing mode because he's so bored with nothing to do. I want to know what this guy does because uh, Alyssa mentions he doesn't have a nine-to-five job. And he calls himself a comedian. So I'm wondering if he actually makes a living from comedy. I can't imagine he does. I mean, I have not heard of this gentleman's name, so I cannot uh You don't know Michael Lane Jr.? What are you, big-timing this guy now, Shuli? Is that what you're doing? I'm just saying, maybe we don't run in the same circles. I haven't played a lot of youth hostels in a while, so <laughs> maybe... All right. Maybe I'm just missing the guy. The most recent episode, which came out on April 14th. So I don't know if like this is the end of the show or what's going on. Cause, Cause they were coming out weekly before that. It starts off so fucking annoying because Michael has been drinking and he thinks he's very entertaining when he's drunk. I feel like I drank way too much to accept the amount of responsibility that uh, further goes on to this. So I will pass this over to Alyssa Shea. Alyssa Shea, can you handle it? Cut it off. Alyssa (laughs) Cut it off. This is how a show starts. By the way, that's how my show ended last night. Uh, <laughs> I swear this guy was in the audience. He's sitting there begging me to go to a strip club with him. And, uh, yeah, that you can't get more annoying than that. If you're not good doing the show sober, you probably shouldn't attempt it hammered either. Well, I do this crazy thing, Julie, where I assume in any given episode that I'm doing, someone's listening for the very first time. It's their first time hearing who are these podcasts, and I want to have a good impression for them. This fucking guy is sabotaging his own show. Hi. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to... Ep- I swear to fucking God, Michael. Welcome, everyone, to episode seven of the Comedy Pop Pie podcast. So I went ahead and I did a little annoying super cut. This is from oh. the first four minutes of the episode. Uh. 
pissing off. Well, yeah, my bad. Like he's literally trying to piss everybody off who might be possibly listening to the show. It doesn't make any sense to me why you would do that. Are you sure he's not just doing an impression of a vacuum that someone forgot to turn off? He's he's not doing an impression of a vacuum, although I'm sure my cat would run away from that podcaster. I guarantee <laughs> that, you that. That is horrific. Like, at what point, who says to him when he's drunk, you should do a podcast like this? This would be really good. I can't imagine that anyone wants to hang out with the guy when he's drunk, let alone listen to his show. So that annoying noise he was making, actually, Jen from the Jingles Department was uh, next to me when I was listening to this. And uh, she thought it sounded like this. Look, you guys, the sun's rising. Uh, Dad, how long are the days on this planet? Uh, computer, how long are the days on this planet? 42 hours. So that is from Rick and Morty. You watch Rick and Morty, Julie? <laughs> Yeah, that was great. <laughs> they go to the planet, the sun is screaming the entire time. That's what this guy's show is. It's a screaming sun in the sky all day. I've labeled this the most obnoxious podcaster ever. You Do you ever punish people that suggest podcasts that infuriate you like no, this? No, they punish me. You should. You I should sh- start. I should. <laughs> I'm going to threaten a lawsuit against this guy. Because I'm mad at you. you <laughs> I know. know. You didn't even listen to the show. Can you imagine if you would listen to this? Oh, you know how mad I would be at you if I listened to this fucking show? I would. I would never showed up. I would. I would have. I would have banned myself from your show. So I've now shown how annoying this Michael Wayne guy is. Alyssa's not much better. Her voice sucks. This is just a sample of her voice. Where for once he doesn't interrupt her within ten seconds of time, which is amazing. So that you can get a sense of what she sounds like. Um, This week I decided that we would kind of take a little bit of a turn. I know that you live at home alone with your brother pretty much. Um, And so let me ask you, first of all, what do you use to clean your like hard wood or tile flooring? How many cigarettes does it take to get a voice like that? She's, She's in her 20s, this woman. What? Nothing is off limits. How, what do you use to clean your tile or floor? <laughs> thank you for thank you for bringing that up again because it really is the most mundane conversations <laughs> that they that they have. It's so it stupid. Sounds like it sounds like the newest student at the Joan Rivers imperson, impersonation yes! school. You're yeah. right. It definitely sounds like a woman who has lived a long, hard life. Yeah, she's she. If you look up menthol in the dictionary, there's a picture of her next to it. Uh, all right. So, getting back to the drunk episode, real quick. This is them. Actually, it sounds like they're doing some post production work here, which is what annoyed me even more. Because I'm thinking, okay, if you're gonna edit shit, like you can edit out all of this annoyance that's just gonna piss people off. But you tell me what you think when you hear this, Julie. Give me your yeah. two truths and a lie. All right. Uh, twice, I felt I wanted to kill everyone in this house. <laughs> Once, True. I felt I deserved it. True. Which could it be? No, you got to give me one more. That's two truths. You got to give and me a, a lie. lie. And a lie. So I don't know if they're hitting that on the spot or if they're putting that in because they have these little musical interludes that go on throughout the show for no reason. And then they just come back again. Maybe someday they think they're going to have an advertiser or something. I don't know. But I'm going to give you another example where they actually do have a a joke, a laugh, and then hit the post as if it's a professional radio show, which I was blown (laughs) away by because nothing else in here is professional. 
Florida man turns himself in for murdering imaginary friend. <laughs> so out of place. They seem to have cornered the market on annoying. Uh, the, I mean, everything from what they're talking about to the music that they play. It just, I, I want to grab this podcast and punch it in the face. Uh, I believe uh, Bonnie McFarland said it best when she said, all of it is bad. None of it is good. All of it is bad. <laughs> I agree with the queen. Yes. <laughs> so this is uh, uh, Alyssa Shea's cliches, a new segment that they're going to do. And now we have a new segment called Alyssa Shea's cliches. Yeah. Where I'm going to, once in a while, I'm not going to commit to this every week because that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, I'm going to take a cliche, Adam's apple, fucking, you know, um, ducks in a row, whatever the fuck. And I'm going to give it a backstory. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> this is a really bad idea for a bit. Now, hey, welcome to uh, Cliches with Alicia Shays. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about toilet paper. Does it hang down? Does it go up? Which way do you have it? Phone lines are open. So she starts off with... The cliche that she starts off with is why did the chicken cross the road? Which I would argue is not a cliche. No, it's, it's a joke. Not. Yeah. <laughs> but, so I thought maybe because <laughs> I think like someone who's good at podcasting, I thought maybe she would actually give the backstory who originated the joke or where it came from. No, she makes up a horseshit story about a fucking chicken and his family that led him to be, have suicidal thoughts and want to cross a road in traffic. And it goes on forever, and it's hard for her to even get to the story because this guy keeps interrupting her, and she gets Ugh. upset. Can I fucking please tell yeah, the no, story? Yeah, no, go ahead. God. Ugh. <laughs> I'm going to lose my voice even harder, dude. Ooh, that's a threat. <laughs> <laughs> if you think I've lost my voice now, you just wait, young man. Next cliche. Um, I have to fuck her, but you? <laughs> go ahead. Let's discuss. Uh, all right, here's the chicken story. After three minutes goes by, she finally gets into it. So everybody wants to know why the chicken crossed the road, but nobody ever asks what the chicken was feeling when he did it. Life was finally starting to look up. The chicken's wife, Henrietta, had just gotten a job at the local incubation center. So that gives you a taste of what we're talking about here. She gives a whole backstory about this fucking chicken family and all the shit that goes on. And it's unnecessary. It's unfunny. Uh, I actually agree with Michael on this point here. <laughs> the chicken did six long months there before he was let out just to find himself as down on his cluck <laughs> as well, he was it. before. I he got went the in. joke. I got the joke. You didn't have to say ha. Huh. I... The chicken was down on its cluck, surely. Oh, God. I love that he's he's pulling the plug. He's like, <laughs> the, 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 the mayor... The mayor of awfuls, like, this is bad. Yeah, that's not as funny as uh, how I don't like breakfast, all right? <laughs> so we got to up our game yeah. here. We got Carl from WATP listening. I would debate that she uh, that he got the joke, too. You know, I, I'm, that's in debate. I don't even think he did. <laughs> that's a good point. But he's got some jokes for this story, too. He's got hilarious jokes like this one. Within the following few months, <laughs> the chicken's drinking started getting worse and worse. Chicken's drinking. So it was like it was like um, a beer can chicken. Yes, he was shoving cans of beer up his ass. Beer can and chicken. And roasting himself on a so fire. So beer can chicken. End of story. No. Chicken. Fucking listen. All right. Dynamite drop in money. That broadcast school has really paid off. <laughs> oh, my 
God. Take a trip Why through the dark mind me? of comedian Michael Wayne Jr. as he discusses everything he's not supposed to. For the next hour, nothing is off limits. Nothing is on limits either. There's no, Nothing is going on. I love these people who write their own descriptions. And maybe oh. they think that the show's going to get good someday. Maybe it will. I don't know. But it's not an apt description at this point. How many episodes have these guys done of this show? Eight. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe they got to eight. I That's know. amazing. It's impressive. He's one of these guys. And again, this is on the drunk episode. But he's one of these guys who he thinks of a song and he has to just keep singing it, which is super obnoxious, even when you're not doing a show. That's like what retards do. Anyway, yes, here's an example of that. So this this bitch ate sushi, and then she noticed she had a lump on like the side of her nose. We lump, and we then lump, she noticed like her lips started. It's in my head. We lump, we lump, and that was, uh, it's a lump. By Alyssa Shea. Oh, yeah, that was by me. Thank you. You're a, you're a lump. Thank you for reiterating that. But it was. You're a lump. What lump? It's what in lump my head. And that was lump. <laughs> All right, so go ahead. It's lump. It's lump. It's lump. It's in my bed. But uh, you disregarded lump. This is going great. Carl, I'm getting pissed. <laughs> I know. It's tough, I right? really... Dude. I want to break my phone. I mean, this <laughs> is violent, dude. Yeah. The, the, but first of all, what's going on in her life that she's still staying there? Right. That's a, like, what's so bad? What's on the other side of those doors that she's running from, where she's, you know, hitching her wagon to this? Well, this is just. <laughs> it's funny you say that. By the way, this, this guy's a lot older than she is. This is not a young man that we're listening to. This is a guy who's been there, done that, and this is what he's doing with his life right now. But it's funny you bring that up, Shuli, because she does talk about how she's getting into therapy. She's uh, she's back in therapy again. And she says something here. See if you can figure out why I pulled this clip. The thing that jumped out at me. I've always said, I don't know why I pay like $100 a month to talk to a therapist when literally the best thing, the one thing somebody can say that makes me feel better no matter what is it be like that sometimes. Any guesses on why I pulled that clip? It'd be like that sometime. That's oh, what cheers her yeah. up. A hundred dollars a month That's in therapy. The same as zero, right? What, what the fuck is that? A hundred dollars a month in therapy. I'm guessing it's not the um, world's greatest therapist. Yeah, is there a tip jar? <laughs> it's it's probably just a homeless guy under a bridge that she talks to yes. and gives him like three dollars or something. Dude, better help costs more than that. And it's a scam yeah. internet service. Although, unless they want to advertise on WATP, then they're great. Use promo code. Nice bonkers. save, Carl. Yeah, <laughs> nice save, dude. <laughs> That's hundred dollars a month on therapy. So I'm assuming she sees a therapist once a month for ten minutes, <laughs> right? I mean, it's a fucking. You have to go to school for that shit. <laughs> okay. You get that therapist on a podcast. That's the guest. Seriously, That's the guy I want to talk to. So th- now, as you know, this guy, Michael Lane's a comedian, so he's got hot takes on everything. He's got a hot sure. take on, on therapists. He doesn't see a therapist, but if he were to, this is his hot take. I feel like if you're a therapist, you should be nuts. You know what I mean? Like, you should be the fucking craziest person on the fucking planet. And oh, You know what? I'm going to warn everybody right now. This is a long clip. So th- that's the basic premise. If you're going to be a therapist, you should also be nuts. 
Listen to how many times he tags his own joke here. Tell me how you get through your life <laughs> as a fucking psycho. Like, I, if I'm talking to a therapist, I want to be like, who's your therapist? Be like, I don't know. Be like, well, he's actually been to, uh, he's actually been locked up in a psych ward 16 times. <laughs> and like, it's actually amazing that he's still fucking functional. That's your therapist. I'd be like, thank you fucking God. Instead of just being like, oh, who's your therapist? Oh, this guy who read six textbooks by no one who has any of the problems that I have. I want to I want to talk to the person who killed 17 newborns for no reason <laughs> other than he was just a fucking psycho. And then I want him to be like, well, here's let me tell you why. Here's you, what I let think. me tell you why you did that. And I'd be like, holy fuck. Right. This guy gets it. Don't say it. shit for attention. It's not cute. So, Shuli, are you going to steal that for your act tonight? Or? <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's so infuriating. And it's and let me tell you who I'm most angry at is is that uh, Joan Rivers uh, for over there. She's laughing at For me. laughing. For laughing. She's instigating this. If this guy was in a, in a silent room with no one reacting to these jokes, which is exactly what they deserve, uh, then he wouldn't continue doing this show. So it's her fault. I'd love to see him in front of a live audience with these hot takes that he has. It'd, be, it'd just be so oh, much fun to watch last, the reaction. He would last two minutes on stage in front of an audience before either he kills himself or they kill him. <laughs> Someone's dying. All right, so this is, not to be outdone, Alyssa also has hot takes. This is her hot take here. I fucking hate the name Pfizer, by the way. Like, who? Yeah. How dare you put a P and then an F <laughs> and then an I Z? Like, what? Yeah. What are you doing? Boom! Hot take. And Chewy, don't get her started on Xerox. She does five minutes on Xerox that fucking crushes. It's the funniest. Nothing's shit. off limits. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe how Pfizer is spelled? Whoa! How are these guys not deplatformed already? This is crazy. This is nuts, man. Cancel culture is going to come running after them. Oh wait. Wait until we get the word out. This is going to be rough. So the thing that I picked up on with this Michael Wayne character is that he's a big Anthony Jeselnik fan. Are you familiar with Anthony Jeselnik, Julie? Sure. Absolutely. So Anthony has a very specific style. And especially when he does his podcast, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, he has a very specific style with how he sets things up and how he tells jokes. This is Michael starting off the show with what he thinks is an Anthony Jeselnik joke and it's really just a bad impression live from detroit michigan where last night i shook a man's hand who only had two fingers uh the person who i was with said that was gross but i said what are you talking about that's 60 percent less germs this is the comedy pot pie i don't hear you laughing over there producer chris <laughs> Is it because you've uh, already heard that joke? Well, or it's it's a hackneyed bit. It's not great. And it just goes to show it can be the oldest joke in the world, but if you can't tell a joke, it's never going to be funny. Right. I could tell this guy cannot tell a joke because I listened to two episodes of his podcast and only cringed. Was the only yeah, I mean, I can tell... I could tell, too, because he has yet to do an actual joke that he's written. And uh, the only joke he's done was a Jesselnik one that he mangled. <laughs> and here is proof that his show sucks. Uh, my mom uh, my mom listened to the podcast for the first time ever. And cried. And she was not a fan. Of course she was not a fan. Who would be a fan of this show? 
if if your own mother doesn't like the show, who's going to like it? And I'll put it out there right now. If there's somebody out there who is a fan, like legit fan of the show, listens to the show, enjoys it, call in next week. I will have you on. I want to talk to you. I want to learn who these people are who are listening to Comedy Pot Pie. I mean, they, the, the fans have to be allowed to use the phone once a week in the establishment. <laughs> yes, correct? I, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll accommodate you if it's your one phone call. We'll make sure to accommodate you on that. But please call in. It's brutal. I have yet to hear a show this brutal. It's, I mean, it's really, really bad. It's and, bad. And both are, both are at fault. And having my own podcast, I'd be totally fine with shutting all podcasts down forever. Because <laughs> so just so these two can't broadcast. Just to eradicate these two. Yep. Mutual yep. destruction is the only answer. I'd go down with that ship. All right. So he goes into a story, and it's full of lies. There's no way any of this is true. He's talking about how he used to work at Hooters and there was a girl that he worked with that carved his his name into her leg. So let's start off by proving that this is just all utter nonsense and bullshit. My first ever job way back in the day when I was a little sprout was I was a, uh, my first real job was I was a manager of a Hooters in uh, Michigan. Bullshit. That's not how that works. Your first job is not managing a Hooters. That's actually (laughs) never how that works. I mean, it does if your dad owns the Hooters. Potentially. Potentially. But, yeah, they just maybe they just saw his uh, pizzazz and his wow, and they were just like, hey, this guy's got to run the place. This guy's edgy. He's so charismatic (laughs) in the uh, interview that they're like, I don't know, this guy's got management material written all over him. How do you feel about breakfast? (laughs) (laughs) Call me crazy, but I feel like there's nothing off limits with this guy. What's (laughs) up? All right, so here's more of this fucking horseshit story. Uh, one time, uh, we were all getting ready in the morning, and uh, a girl had carved my name into her leg with a knife. With a knife. Okay, so mm-hmm. when you say carved... and it was the, And it was the night before, so we're not talking about uh, like a healed scar. Right, like we're how deep about, was it? We're talking about open wounds with like a, uh, a knife knife, like a real knife. All right, so... This is not true. Um, of course not. This would not happen. Uh, I know that girls cut themselves, and, and I am aware of that. But to write someone's entire name, you kind of wise up at a certain point and stop cutting yourself. And it gets even crazier here. And he's not a morning guy. And he's not. <laughs> yeah, he said he was there in the morning. It goes without saying. But uh, it looked pretty gnarly at the time. I was going to say, like, how deep was it for oh, you? Deep. It was deep. It looked like, because uh, she said there was also blood everywhere, and she also... Took the blood on her fingers and painted uh, my name on the wall. <laughs> no one told me there was going to be boasting. What the fuck is he talking about? This is getting so stupid now. And he's presenting this as if this is fact. Yeah, I mean, he clearly watched some movie the night before and, you know, woke up in a fever dream and uh, now thinks he lived that experience. He's out of his mind. I bet he's never even fucked a Hooters girl. I'm going to throw that out there. I, I, people, nobody would carve his name into a tree, much less their, their leg. It's <laughs> a good point. Uh, so it's already we're already starting to see some tension here between these two hosts, where uh, Alyssa's not enjoying getting interrupted, and this guy's shenanigans. He's being annoying again on this show, and she says this. Are we going to do the thing we did last week, where you no, just kept need... yelling the same word like no. thirty times? No, go ahead. Okay. Because this guy is one of these guys who thinks that. If you do something enough times, it eventually will become funny. 
And he's not correct about that. It does not eventually become funny when you keep screaming a word over and over. That's called an asshole. Right. It's the industry term for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I want to play some examples of how this guy just doesn't let Alyssa even talk. He's just constantly interrupting her. And it's really fucking annoying. You didn't even let me finish the fucking sentence. Because right. I already assumed. Okay, well, now I got to restart. I already assume I'm above I lost them. my train of thought. I didn't know which just, word I ended on. And then you on. just dominate them. Fucking goddamn it. You and your dominance. All right. But go ahead with your, uh, with your, if you're not good enough. Now I'm going to restart. But how can I trick someone into thinking I'm good enough? Go ahead. This is how. If you right. fucking listen. Yeah, go ahead. God damn. All right. I got to mm. restart now because I don't know where I left no, off. No, restart. Always. I, I allow you to restart. <laughs> Do you even need me for this podcast? <laughs> no, that's what I've been trying to tell you <laughs> since literally day one. I allow you uh, to get a little peace. Yeah, well, action. have fun figuring out the soundboard next week. No, that's fine. So anyway. <laughs> oh, this is like, yeah, okay, well, good luck. I run the soundboard. <laughs> I love that she she has to restart because she doesn't remember the word she left off on. <laughs> Do you remember the gist of what you were talking about? Can you just kind of pick up from there? Nope. <laughs> wow. And I love that he's just shit daughter. He's like, I don't need you for this. I can fail on my own. Right. And I love that this guy refuses to get better, too. Ah, I mean, I don't I don't see anything wrong with our uh, podcast this far. Yeah, don't take a critical ear to your own stuff at all. Don't reassess anything. It's, it's all great. You're doing amazing. Keep it yeah, up. but you're saying you he refuses to get better. That's like me saying I refuse to get tall. Some people <laughs> you just can't do some shit, dude. It's a good point. All right. Yeah. You wouldn't have a point there. He's not trying, all right. You're at least trying to get taller. I'm trying, yeah. I buy shoes or jump. You know, I do all those things. <laughs> all right. This is again, Alyssa cannot get a word in. And let me tell you Mopper. guys. If I can even get a fucking word in edgewise at it's any a, point so in this it's, podcast. So wait, it's a mopper. I feel her pain. I literally, I don't like her, but I feel her pain. Because I'm like, yeah, I know. What If you're going to have a co-host on, let him fucking talk. Now this really is a tennis tennis match of hate, this show. Because <laughs> you, just, you just go back and forth between him and her. Him and her. And each clip, you hate the other one more. <laughs> There's nothing it's likable. Crazy. There's nothing likable <laughs> about the show. It's, it's not charming or engaging in any single way. Uh, so, a couple of things that I thought were appropriate. Shut the fuck up and let me finish this. Yes, shut the fuck up. That should be on your soundboard. Yeah. Shut the fuck up and let me finish this. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have much longer to live. Let her talk, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Stage. Like co-host on an iron lung. Next know, to she's, she's stage four. Careful, she's in her twenties. <laughs> uh, and then this is a funny little bit right here, because the guy's talking about the movie Office Space, which we've all seen multiple times. I'm sure. not going out on a limb here. We've all seen Office Space. Yeah. She claims she's never seen it until she realizes that she's wrong. And you ever see Office saying. Space, where the guy's like my stapler? What? Like I figure, I, like I picture him writing this book. I don't know what you're talking about. You never seen Office Space? No. You never seen Office Space the movie? No. Where like he's like, have you seen my stapler? No. And he gets moved down. To the, you've never seen Office. I Space. literally have no idea what the fuck you're wow. talking about. All right. Well, anyways, he's like the. Oh, um, I have seen this. Okay, have yes, seen I have seen this movie. Well, okay. he's like. Holy shit! <laughs> that was a good bit. 
Let's do the, you've never seen Office Space bit. That always kills. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, and his example of, like, what the movie is is so shitty, too. <laughs> the He's stapler. Like, uh, have you seen Office Space stapler? She's like, what? <laughs> Nobody, the people who made that movie wouldn't know what you're talking about from that description. <laughs> that was not the main point of the movie. Ancillary uh, character. Throw uh, away you know joke. that movie, E.T., Reese's Pieces? <laughs> Come on, Reese's Pieces. Come on. Yeah, come, come on. on. <laughs> Open with phone home, you jackass. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and I love when you keep repeating the same thing over and over again. Wait, you've never seen Office Space? Wait, you've never seen Office Space. You've never seen the movie Office Space. Wait, are you telling me you haven't seen Office Space? Like, that's what she's telling you. That's what she said eight times in a row. Right. There's no movie I could name somebody says, I haven't seen that. That would floor me. And then I'd be like, are you kidding me? It's a fucking movie. Watch it when you get around to it. I don't care. That's funny. But go ahead. So didn't um, mean to interrupt. Even when he's not trying to interrupt, he's, he's interrupting. Bully. He's just bullying. Yeah, her. he is bullying her. He's very annoying. Uh, let's see. I got. He's voice. Sh- he's voice shaming her, and I will not stand for it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So they try to do segments. I'll give him credit for that. They at least try to do segments. It's not structured well, and they're not good segments. But here's an example of one. Uh, we should probably get to the segment where we talk about stupid shit Alyssa Shea likes, huh? Mm-hmm. Stupid shit Alyssa Shea likes is a segment, and that's where they start talking about vacuum cleaners. Is the first thing is the first stupid thing she likes the show, the podcast. <laughs> stupid things I like being on this podcast. <laughs> that is stupid. That's really stupid. You should stop that. Well, you know. They, she did have a great joke here. No, with the fucking Bissell Crossway. Are you not listening? Yeah, but what do they have on it? God, do men just have ears for decoration at this point? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, don't want me in with Michael Wayne Jr., okay? We might both be guys, but I don't want to hear about how I have anything in common with that fuckhead. Not cool. And yeah, what are we decorating on our ears? What what is she talking about? Yeah, un- unlike him, we're listening to every word. Right. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me, my dad used to do this thing where he would he would stick his arm out and he'd make a fist, and then I'd be on the other side of the room and he'd go, "Run as hard as you can into this." That's what I want to do with her. <laughs> what a fun a fun bit. <laughs> yeah, it's a good bit. <laughs> you ever tell that to a therapist that costs a hundred bucks an hour? <laughs> Yeah, but my quarters ran out, so I didn't I didn't have time to finish the actual story. <laughs> I was spit out my drink there. Yeah, it's it was really funny because she was even I don't have the clip, but she was talking about one of the revelations she had from her therapy that she doesn't like affection. And her therapist told her, Is that because your mom and dad didn't hug you when you were younger? And she went, oh. Like I feel like I could have came up with that. Like, isn't it always yeah. like your mom and dad did this or they did that? Isn't that always the thing? I mean, it, you know, the guy validating your parking ticket could could come up with that answer for you. <laughs> I mean, I've seen the Sopranos. I know that it's your mom's the problem. I get it. Right. They're, parents are the problem. That's it. That's where it all starts. That's that's where that's the origin story. That's like, it. Get over it. I got one more clip on here, and this clip is how they end their shows, and it is a terrible idea. It is the worst way you could possibly end a show. What do they do? Did they start it again? Is that how they end it? <laughs> Okay, it's the second, second worst word. way to possibly end the show. Good point, good point. 
Uh, I'll just let it play and just try to make sense of this. So everybody's going to scream the one thing that you I, uh, want to let out into the universe all that right, you can't all right, all right, all right. Okay, ready? Yeah, I guess. Whenever you think of it, we're going to scream it out in three, right. two, one. Whatever Alyssa likes. There you go. We're all going to scream a different word on my count. That's the worst thing you could do on a show is all be screaming a different word. It's impossible to know what anything is happening. You don't know what anyone's saying. Even if they scream the same word, it's awful. (laughs) Right. Yes. I wouldn't even recommend that, but at least you'd know what they were saying. It's a hor- it's a horrible idea from two horrible people that think they can broadcast and are just terribly confused and very wrong. So somebody found Michael Wayne's, I don't know if it's his LinkedIn profile. Uh, so soft fortnightly in our discord. So his work is funny or die writer slash independent contractor. So. <laughs> <laughs> funny or die is that site where you can just submit bits right and then people vote on them is that still what they do or is that not their thing anymore i mean i don't know if they still do that i know they definitely did that for a while like you know independent contract i had a friend who used to you know get monologue jokes purchased from leno for 50 bucks is he an independent contractor too? yes yeah I, I would think that's okay. what that would well, be right yeah I, I mean yeah we call it you know partially employed you know what I mean? Like you're not uh, you're not making a living, but you're not homeless yet either. You know what he should be doing is writing jokes at nine thirty a.m. Like just fucking try it, just spitball. Yeah, see power what, power through, power through. See what happens. I gotta see what was accepted at Twenty or Die from this guy, and and if anyone was in the office that day when it was accepted, did a janitor walk by and just hit enter and, and they accepted <laughs> a joke that he said? I I find it hard to believe that from the clips I've heard funny exists anywhere in this person. And surely I did not go in here and pull clips to make it seem like he's bad at podcasting. Cause some people say, Oh, you take things out of context. You're making us look bad. This guy makes himself look bad. I didn't have to do any kind of magic. I wasn't crafting some crazy narrative that doesn't exist. This was, uh, this is real. This guy sucks. He's terrible at this. <laughs> all, you, all you did was push play, dude. That's, <laughs> That's all you did. Honestly, it did occur to me at a certain point. That I'm pulling all these clips. I'm listening to the show. You could just put the needle down on the record anywhere, and you and I just be like, "What the fuck are they doing? Why is this a show? What are they? What are they trying to accomplish here?" Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what sort of head trauma he suffered throughout the years. <laughs> Choking to... on my own rage over here. <laughs> Where you know this is like this is a good idea, and this seems to be working. It reminds me of the open micers that would go up, and you know other people have been on, and they get laughs, and then this open micer comes out, and you just hear you know appliance humming through their entire set not not a chuckle nothing and they come off stage and there's always another comic patting them on the back going great set man good job <laughs> yeah exactly it's <laughs> just like this delusional place they live in crazy you know his friends have never listened to a show and always tell him like oh yeah man your show's great love it love it of what- course i have friends tell me that about my special it's fine i get it that's <laughs> it's, the, nice. it's nice that's the business <laughs> you know i don't expect everybody to listen to everybody's shit but at least if they want to give it a try maybe try and make it work a little bit better all right well that brings us to the next segment of our show and you'll know that because we have a stinger cringe of the week cringe of the week because this is a well-produced show cringe of the week is where listeners hear something on a podcast they go oh that's cringeworthy they send it to me 
And then I played on the show and we comment on it. This comes from Heather W. It's the Hail Sparks show. You familiar with Hail Sparks at all? Julie? Uh, I, I've met him a couple times years ago up at Sirius. I know, I know he's, uh, I know he's a regular on John's show. Yeah. All right. So yeah. th- this is coming from the Hail Sparks show. Listen closely here. Um, and they can't, why is, why is stuttering John calling me right now? I'm, I'm on the air. Hold on. Dude. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm streaming right now. What are you doing? Ah, oh, shit. Are you, uh... Well, I'll call you back. Are you free tomorrow? Um, I, uh... <clears throat> possibly. Let's talk. I'll call you back. Because I have regular family FaceTime and rehearsals, and I might have another rehearsal because we're getting close. We have shows next week. So... Um, everybody's saying put you on the stream and say hi, and this is as close as I can get is you on my iPad. So say hi. I thought that you were I thought you streamed at three o'clock. I'm I am East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, but that, so you're going up against me, man. Well, oh, I, I I started later yesterday because of that. We'll talk. I'm I'm only on the East Coast temporarily. This is for our regular plan. Leave me alone. I got rehearsals. I'm doing twelfth night for Christ's sake, man. All right. All right. I know. I'll talk to you later. So this is beautiful for two reasons. One of them is John is booking his guests the day before the show, which means one of the state senators that he was going to have a riveting conversation with for an hour must have dropped out. Oh shit! I got to get Hal Sparks on the show. <laughs> Calls him up. Hey, can you can you come out tomorrow? I was like, John, I can't just do your show every fucking day. I have other things going on in my life. But I thought also, he had a PR department that booked his people, but okay. Well, I guess I was wrong. No, you didn't know that John does all of his own booking? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even hold his nose and pretend it's a different voice, you know, do that thing. I represent the uh, stuttering <laughs> John show, and uh, <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, that's going to be our next deep fake bit. <laughs> it's John pretending to be a booking agent. <laughs> Those are great, by the way. Thank you. They're endlessly entertaining. As uh, as Anthony Kubia said, watch me name drop. As Anthony Kubia said, way better than the actual Stuttering Chat show. If he was actually doing that on his show, it'd be watchable. Agreed. How's the lawsuit coming along? Oh, I still haven't gotten served. I'm still waiting for it. So looking forward to that. Don't hold your breath. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, by the way, Shuli, thank you uh, for getting Vince connected and on the show that was a lot of fun talking to vince and that dude's hilarious man he just loves trolling people including oh, yours man. truly it was a great episode i'm really glad i could uh hook you guys up together because i know what a big get that is in this world for you and the listeners and and he was thrilled to do it and he had a great time and he loved the show and uh yeah he's a funny funny dude we're, we're working on more eric the actor stuff we uh Got a new video we're putting out, I believe, next week with uh, Jan, Eric's right-hand man yep. and left-hand man, if you ever met Eric. Um, yeah, and it's it's going great, man. And I, I love him. He's a good dude. Yeah, I was I was checking out the Eric the Actor stuff that you guys are producing. You had the very first phone call ever into the Stern show, replaying those memories. And if anyone who's a Stern fan knows and loves Eric the Actor, he's one of the best characters of all time. All right, switching gears. Jesselnick Rosenthal Vanity Project. This is a podcast 
that was on Comedy Central for a while, and then they were off because they had contract negotiations. Now they're on the Comedy Button or All Things Funny or one of those networks. I don't know. And so now they're back doing weekly shows. And I love Anthony Jeselnik. I think he's a hilarious guy. He talks about he's finally back doing comedy again. And they're talking about his uh, stand-up show he just did at Supernova Comedy in L.A. And it's one of these shows where you're going to have six, seven comics come up. Everyone does 15, 20 minutes. And uh, you do two shows in a night with that type of format. So this is him talking about doing the show. So the first show was like, it's a bunch of friends, people that I know, friends of mine. I'm cool with it. And the second show, they're like, blank is dropping in. I have no problem with this. Again, I'm two blocks from my home. I, I can hang out in the name? back. A, a name everyone would recognize. I'm not going to give them. Uh, I'm not going to give them the the, the credit, uh, and not start uh, unnecessary drama. But I do not like this person. All right. So the reason why I'm bringing this up, Shuli, because you are a stand up. You have gone through this, and I wanted to get yeah. your take on it. Mm-hmm. Anthony is talking about Leslie Jones. Do you know Leslie? Uh, I mean, not personally, but yeah, I know of her. Sure. Okay, good. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to be like, oh yeah, we toured together. She's the best. No. All right, good. That's, that's a good, that's a good sound. Uh, so this is more on uh, Anthony's night, but this person comes in and they're like, listen, they're doing, they're doing five to 10. Everyone else is doing, I'm doing 20 minutes. Like they want to do five to 10. I'm like, fine. That's cool. And they're like, they want to go after the person you're following. They really want to go after that person. They have to be somewhere else. And I say, fine. Not thinking that they're lying. All right. So Anthony Jeselnik is fine with that. More comedians, the better. This kind of stuff happens all the time. When you have someone like Leslie Jones, who's on SNL, has been in movies very well. She was on Howard Stern, I think, back when you were still on the show. So, um, you know, that's right. I forgot. (laughs) You would have actually probably met Leslie or at least gotten close to it now that I think about it. Um, So I didn't realize this. I guess this is kind of the new news that's coming out is that. Anthony Jeselnik and Leslie Jones have a thing going on where um, they are not friendly with each other. Within five minutes, I understand what has happened to me. And not only that, and I'm like, you know what? I'm still cool. I'm still going to sit here. What has happened to you? That they are not doing 10 to 15. They said that, and they're going to go as long as they possibly can strictly to fuck with me, strictly to big time me. So she's running the light here, Julie. Thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I, I... I don't know that it's uh, necessarily she's doing that just just to piss him off, but mm-hmm. you're really saying fuck you to every comic on that bill when you run that light uh, and you're coming in to do a guest spot. I mean, I, I was in Tampa three weeks ago, and the club owner came to me the night of the show, a few you know four hours before the show. He says, Ron White's in town. He wants to do a guest spot. Are you cool with that? And my response was, what comic's going to say no? First of all, <laughs> right? Oh, like, yeah. I'm going to be that asshole. Be like, nah, I don't want him here. Two, I love Ron White. Uh, sure, bring him, bring him on. That, that'd be great. Now, you do run that risk in letting that person on of them going longer than they're supposed to go, and that's just kind of the roll of the dice that you got to work with um, and hope for the most part that the person's respectful of the other people that are on the show. Uh, it's not their show, so. You just got to kind of hope for the best, but it happens a lot, happens a lot in, in the scene. And it's very frustrating. Um, and I, you know, it's a rite of, it's almost like a rite of passage for some people where they can't wait to bump, you know, people in clothes, which, sure. uh, 
I think it's 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 tough, man. Look, a great comic out of New York, Brendan Sagalow, very funny kid. Uh, known him for years. The first time he headlined was at Caroline's, and uh, Amy Schumer popped in to work on her monologue for SNL, and basically bumped him on his first headlining gig. Yeah. <laughs> so it happens a lot. I and it's I get it. It pisses me off too. I don't know that it's directed. Maybe they do have a personal beef. I don't know that she directly did it to piss him off, but it really is a fuck you to everybody well, else in that show. I'm glad you said that because Anthony does explain this, that yes, if you're rehearsing cause you got the tonight show or you're doing something else and you need to work out your material that happens a lot and it's very understandable, but he explains how Wesley Jones was just dicking around and wasting time. So they're mm -hmm. on stage for like five minutes and they're fucking around. They're not even like, it's not like they're coming up and hitting material. They don't have a late night set coming up. They're just like dicking around on stage. And the booker comes up to me and says, hey, um, they said they don't want to introduce you. Like it, <gasps> there was no MC. There's no MC. It's just the person introduces the person next. And, they, and the, the, the exact phrase was, they don't think they can introduce you with enthusiasm. Which means that not only am I not am I getting bumped, but I don't get to go next. Someone else has to go after that. So I'm going almost like an hour later. And I understand that this person does not like me, came there too big time me, uh, didn't come to me and say, hey, I, I, I have a problem introducing you. Let's talk about it. Just told the booker right before they went on stage. And I'm like, okay, like, I'm, I'm not going to leave. I'm, I'm still just excited to be up on my, on my first show. And then I see them start to do crowd work. <laughs> All right, so this is this is where you know that she's just trying to drag this out to fuck with Anthony Jeselnik. She's doing crowd work on a drop-in. Well, yeah, listen, now that I heard that second part, I take everything I said <laughs> yeah. back. This is personal. She yeah. clearly does not like this fucking guy, yeah. and she is letting him know that I'm not. we don't feel like we can introduce you. Like, holy shit. Oh, that yeah. is wild. That is wild. It's fucked up. So Anthony decides that he's out of there. And oh. if you're up there and you're like, I got to do 10 to 15 and you start doing crowd work, you were just killing fucking time. And then I've got to wait and have someone else go up. Like the, the guy who books the show, who's the worst comic on the lineup, is going to go up and do 15 and then introduce me? No. So I hand the guy back his money. I got paid for both shows. I hand him back the cash and I say, I am leaving. Like, there's no way I'm doing this. And afterwards, people were mad. I saw things online. People were furious because, like, I didn't pay to see this person. I paid to see Jesselnik. So what's odd about this, in my opinion, being a big Anthony Jesselnik fan, is if I saw Leslie Jones instead of him, I'd be pissed. I don't even want to see Leslie Jones stand up, to be honest with you. But I'd sit through it. But then if she goes on, wastes everybody's time, and I don't get to see Anthony Jesselnik, I'm fucking pissed about that. That's a dick move by Leslie. A hundred percent it is, but I also think that it was, personally, I think it's the wrong move for him to leave. Like, I think you go up there and you you fucking blow that place to, to the bits, man. You hit her, you hit the club, the booker, hit them all. You don't need that room. You're Anthony Jeselnik. So just, you know, mushroom cloud that place and walk out and be a god. And it'll go viral and people will talk about it. And, you know, because that's really our one shot is is to kind of give it back on stage after you follow that comic that's a good and, point yes know, i do yeah, wish i could I hear that, that rebuttal yeah that would have been oh, a great it set would, it would have been just scorched earth dude it would have been bad and i would have loved to have heard it and he had every right 
to do it. He, he was 100% wronged in that whole thing. So he does declare that he's going to war, though. But this person, I, I truly do, and I am, like, 100% prepared to go to war. One, like, I will abandon the comedy store and find another place to go if they cannot accommodate me on this. And it's, it's not like, hey, it's an ego. I don't like them. They don't like me. It's like they run the fucking light just to be a dick. They fucking suck. Like, this person fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and also, you know what? Jesselnick is an L.A. guy. He, he is. is. He is a comedy store guy. You got you to gotta stick with, with your people, man. Oh, you gotta so, have you gotta back your people up. So this is interesting. So he says no one bumps him at the comedy store. I'm gonna play you this clip. He goes through the whole thing about how this yeah. feud with Leslie Jones started. It's kind of interesting. Uh, and the only reason, the only way I can think that this person doesn't like me is one like at the comedy store back in the day, no one bumped me. No one. Like I remember Chris Rock coming up to run Oscar stuff, and they were like, "Jesselnick's next. You can go before him." And he was like, "I'll go after Jesselnick. I want to watch a set." So when you're dealing with that kind of like baseline level, I just said, "Listen, no one gets to bump me. I don't." I, I've like Nick Kroll's a good friend of mine, and they used to throw him up in front of me because he'd just be a dropping guest. And I was like, "Nick, you can't do that. You can put your name on the lineup. You can go after me, but you can't be doing this to me every week." And he stopped. And one time, uh, this person comes to the, the they're in town, and. Uh, and a manager does not know what the score is. And they're like, oh, you can do all the rooms. Just like go over, go over to the main room right now and jump up. They'll put you up next. I was next. And when they get back there, they're like, they said I'm next. And like someone told you wrong because they do not bump me here. You can go after me. You can go to the other room and then come back. But I guarantee you I'm next. And they're like, no, let's talk to someone. So we had to walk through the comedy store to find a manager. And, told, and we don't speak the entire time. I'm just walking like this is so oh, awkward. I didn't mean for it to be. And then we get there, and the manager's like, no, Anthony's next. And they're just like, oh, and like walks away, never talks to me. So that's kind of an interesting story. By the way, that beep actually was on the JRVP podcast. That wasn't me doing that. So he must have said something. He didn't want to go out there because he never mentioned Leslie's name in all of this. So Les Leslie Jones said, I'm next. Let's go talk to management if you don't agree with me. And then they're like, yeah, no, sorry. Anthony's actually next. And that's why she's this pissed off that she's still fucking with him. She doubled it's down. It's weird, man. Like, she did double down. You're right. Uh, and it's weird to me. Like, I've, I'm always, whether the club is a shithole or it's a historic comedy club, you know, I treat them both the same. I always go in there with respect and because they could book a lot of other people. They chose to book me. Yep. Uh, I'm there. I'm there to do a job. I've been hired by this place. But there is nothing worse than, than a club that doesn't have your back that doesn't support the artist and and the homegrown talent you know anthony like i said that's his spot and i get it nobody bumps him i get it there's people in new york at the cellar that don't get bumped like they've earned that right they've earned that spot and it really you know it's it's an ego thing with these comics popping in and doing these drop-ins they're usually with people and they're like, yeah, let's just go here. I'll jump on stage. You can watch me a little bit. You know, it's a it's a muscle flex, right? For sure. And uh, and it's a, and it's a dick move. Well, it's fine it's, if you run the light. If, if you, you run, run the, the light, light. right? That dick, that's right. where it becomes yeah. a problem. If you do five or ten minutes, no one's upset about that. You've just enhanced the show. Everyone's happier that they were there. It's it's a big deal. But as Anthony points out, I hate people who run the light. And if you're running the light just to be like, I'm going to show him, then you're uh, uh, enemy for life. Enemy for life, but again, I am ecstatic <laughs> about this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go! 
<laughs> I love these puffed up for this. So does that mean he's gonna be? That mean he's gonna be a guest on Kevin Brennan's podcast now? Oh yes, he should be. Should hook those two cats up. Start burning some bridges. Yeah. Yeah, this, we, we've dealt with this in bands too, and that's yep. really frustrating because that's more than just five or ten minutes over a lot of the time. Is it true that bands make uh, uh, like the opening bands play at a lower volume than the than like the headlining band? So when they come out, they're like the loudest of the night. Yeah, on a legit show where um, the sound guy and they're touring, they, they will definitely do that, and the whites yeah. will be different, and they'll do a lot of things to make the the headliner pop. But when you're playing local shows, like producer Chris and I have done many times, the fucking opening band, what their move is, is they wait as long as possible to go on. They're like, oh, the room's not full yet. Like, yeah, I know. It's, you're the opening band. That's how that works. They have to wait for the fucking room to get open. And then I'm going on stage at 2.30 in the morning. They've stopped serving for 45 fucking minutes at this point. I'm like, this is a problem. <laughs> All right. I got that out of my system. I feel better now. <laughs> All right, so you talked about how he should have just gone on because people paid for the tickets. Anthony does address this. And I, I can't wait to talk to the management of the comedy store and be like, you can put us on the same show. I'm going first every time. And if anyone ever bumps me, I'm just flat out leaving. You can keep your money. And what made me mad about this show was that I, heard, I saw people complaining they did not give them refunds. I oh. gave the money back. I could have kept the money and been like, you took my time and this is fucked up. And they were all mad that this person ran the light. But people came up and were like, Anthony wasn't here. We know he was here. And at first they told them that I had like an emergency, that I had to go to another show. And then admitted what had actually happened, that someone bumped me and ran the lights too, too much. So he gave the money back and the fucking club kept the money. So that's not cool, I would say. No, that is, uh, that is as we say, shady. Yeah. So that's supernova comedy out there. I said one more clip from the show. It's not related to the Leslie Jones feud. I wanted to play that to get all the uh, WATPers on Anthony's side. This is going to be a war. I think that's fun. <laughs> but uh, this is his take on Chris D'Elia coming back to comedy, which I thought was fun. Do you know Chris D'Elia at all? Oh, do I know? I'm sorry. Uh, yes. Uh, met him a couple times out in L.A., but uh, not super well. So okay. He, he didn't touch me inappropriately when I met him. <laughs> yeah. so. I'm not a 16-year-old girl, so I didn't have any problems with him. But, uh, all right, that was a cheap shot. <laughs> Someone asked me, they were like, do you think it's okay to have Chris D'Elia come back and do a show? And I was like, not if I'm on it. Like, I don't have a problem. I just don't want to be the first one back. Like, I think it's weird that uh, I wish him the best, I guess. But I, I do not look forward to doing shows with him. And I'm certainly not going to be like, hey, let's chop up the merch situation. Hey, hey, how do you meet girls? <laughs> hey, hey what, what what snapchat filter did you use chris people want to know i thought that was pretty funny just considering they're both la guys and in the business together and he's fucking calling them out like that yeah, that's jesselnik man that's why it surprises me that he didn't go up on the stage and just and just plant his flag in the ground and go to war right there yeah it's it seemed like the whole extra hour he felt so disrespected that he's like this is too much of a waste of my time going home but i agree with you that would have been a, a much funnier ending to that feud for sure yeah are you familiar with a show called reply all on gimlet that uh kind of blew out all of their staff because there were concerns about racism <laughs> oh. do you know about the story i heard it on your show they made some like public service announcement about a former cast member. And then they date another public service announcement about themselves. Yes. Right? Yeah. 
So they, they were doing a story and they were talking about how this other company had all this racial bias and there were all these issues with this guy. There was a four part story. They were really investigating this thing. And then a bunch of the minorities who work for Gimlet or reply all are like raising their hands, like, Hey assholes, you guys do that to us here too. And they went, Oh <laughs> shit, really? And so the whole thing fell apart. Well, they just finally came back with an episode. And I just have a couple oh, of clips goodness. here. I know. Thank goodness they're back. So uh, Emmanuel Dotsi is the uh, black gentleman who was the third host of the show. And he was added to the show. There were two guys. And then he was added to the show. And he comes back on the show and explains. I just find this fucking crazy. He explains why he was offered the job to be the host of Reply All. Last year, back in June, when PJ asked me if I wanted to become a host of this show, a bunch of questions came to mind. One, which we openly talked about as the summer progressed, was about the timing of this proposed promotion, just weeks after Derek Chauvin murdered George Floyd. I was worried about being seen as a way for this show to fake racial progress. Another question I asked PJ, the one I'm thinking of right now, was, are you quitting? And I asked that question because, I don't know, Black ascendancy is often hard fought, right? It's seldom just given. In my experience, white people often only cede control of something to black people when it's clear what they're handing over is in crisis or at some sort of endpoint. So again, in this woke culture that blew up their show and destroyed their own show, you cannot win. They gave this guy a job. He's he's on mic personalities doing stories, and he's like, Yeah, but they only gave me that job. Because it, things were going to go south at some point, and white people just want to fuck over black people and have them lose their jobs. It's like, what? What? What are you talking about? I can't wait for the next public service announcement where they apologize for having a white guy pretend to be black on the podcast. <laughs> white British guy. <laughs> so that would be amazing. So he decides, all right, I'm going to replay the episode where they announced that I was getting the job of being a full-time host on the show, and listen to how he sets this up. The first step was an announcement about my promotion. You may have heard it when it aired. At the time, I didn't think that much of it. But our whole staff listened to it again a couple of weeks ago, and I'm going to play it for you because if you listen closely, underneath all of the joviality and camaraderie, you can actually hear us trying to answer a lot of complicated questions about ourselves in real time. So basically what he's saying is, I'm going to play you this clip. There's nothing wrong with this clip, but if you listen to the things you can't hear, it's also very racist and very problematic. Because then he comes back after playing the clip that sounds fine. They're like, hey, welcome on board, buddy. It's great to have you. And then uh, after that, he comes back and he's like, see? See what I'm talking about here? This is a fucking problem, these people. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. This is so fucking weird. I don't know who's listening to the show anymore. Uh, The other thing that's fun about it. Oh, so go ahead, Julie. I was just going to say, I don't know who's listening either, but it seems like the staff can't wait to destroy this thing. Right. (laughs) It's amazing. So they cannot stop apologizing. Well, I mean, like you said earlier, we've spent the past two and a half months reflecting on the making of the test kitchen. And and more than anything, what we want to do is apologize. We really hurt a lot of people. We hurt people from Bon Appetit. We hurt our colleagues, and we hurt our listeners. We are very, very sorry. (laughs) 
Jesus. You'd think he started World War II or something. I, I we, we invaded yeah. uh, France. We probably shouldn't have. There, there has to be an audience of people that just want to hear apologies. It, there should just be a podcast where they just say, I'm sorry, <laughs> over and over. Show. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to apologize for that. This guy's apologizing as if a cast member went on a shooting spree at an amusement park. Like, it's it's unbelievable. You'd think he was a member of ISIS who saw the light. It's like, oh my God, you know, we were in those camps and we were saying <laughs> down with Western civilization and a lot of things that I wish I could take back. <laughs> Boy, is my face red. <laughs> I learned how to fly a fucking plane for Christ's sakes. I mean, I really, I, I took it real seriously. <laughs> we let down Bon Appetit when we beheaded our last cast member. <laughs> I love the idea of having just an apology show, but we come up with something bonkers to apologize for every fucking week. Yeah. Like we just come in yeah. here. We're like, all right. So apparently, you know, that QAnon thing you've heard about, we're the ones eating the babies. And listen, I feel terrible about it. You just get swept up with these things. You know, it's, it's everyone else was doing it. Sorry. Tom Cruise was there. It just seemed like a good idea. <laughs> We have a lot of questions we need to ask ourselves right now as a show. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, so not only are they apologizing, but they spent the last two and a half months worried about this. Yeah, that's the other thing. How long does this this self-inventory take? Oh, two no. and a half months. I I'm, I'm going to tell you the answer to that. It's, it's ridiculous. So... Those are mistakes that I feel like we've been marinating in and really looking at for like the last two months. Um, They're marinating in it. We're going to grill next week. <laughs> I know. You don't have to marinate in it. So finally, the big announcement on this 20 minute long show is that they will be coming back. All that we can promise is that we're going to try. We're going to try to make this a better show. And if that interests you in any way, like what we could be making, stay with us. Our first episode back in our regular schedule will be June 10th. See you then. June 10th? What the fuck, guys? Let's get back to work at some point. That is compelling. You're going to overdose on marinating over there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> They've been thinking about it for two and a half months, and then two and a half months from now, we'll actually be back on the fucking air of the show. <laughs> Jesus, guys. We should, we should have all racial problems worked out in four months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's perfect. <laughs> They have oh. that little clock thing that you used to see on stores. It just says out to lunch with a little <laughs> little time on it. Yeah, racism solved in 10 minutes. <laughs> and yeah. we're back. Pardon our racist dust. We'll be open again <laughs> in four months. Oh, my God. If these are the guys that we need to solve racism, I don't think this is going to get solved, guys. I don't think they're going to figure it out anytime soon. I think you hit it on the head. It was racist to promote the guy to an odd air spot. That was racist. Like, fuck. All right. Jesus. Yeah, I, I think you guys are on to something. An apology show. It's, it's really the next stage in podcasting. It, it's not that crazy, to be honest with you. I think we should at least do a pilot. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're sorry we did a pilot to this show. <laughs> Shuli, do you have a minute for one more segment I want to do with you? Sure, buddy. And by a minute, I mean multiple minutes. I'm yeah. going to run to the bathroom real quick, and I'm going to play this for y'all. 
McDonald's is a place to rock. It is a restaurant where they buy food to eat. It is a good place to listen to the music. People flock here to get down to the rock music. Rock and roll McDonald's! Rock and roll! McDonald's will make you fat. They serve Big Macs. They serve quarter pounders. They will put pounds on you. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. McDonald's hamburgers are the worst. They are worse than Burger King. A Big Mac has 26 grams of fat. A quarter pounder has 28 grams of fat. Rock and roll McDonald's! Rock and roll McDonald's! Rock and roll McDonald's! Rock and roll McDonald's! Rock over London, rock on Chicago. Wheaties, Drivers of Champions. Rock and roll McDonald's playing all the hits on WATP. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Coming at you. Here's Wesley Willis. He's batshit crazy. Right here on WATP. So, Julia, um, I'm not fully caught up on episode 14. I heard you had the Casio kid on telling yes. his uh, impressive story of going out to LA and getting on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Yeah. Um, and then this, this Frankie and Dylan feud, obviously, is very compelling. People are uh, people are really excited about that. I'm excited about it too. I, you know, I'm a dreamer, man, and I I believe I can get these two kids back together again. And, they they uh, work so well together. They really should be. That's where the power lies when they work as a team separately. <laughs> they're nothing. So what I haven't gotten to is the end of the show. Did you address the New York Post article on your show? No, I did not. I did not. But boy, did I read it. I want to talk to you about it. <laughs> I want to tell this is making all the news here. Maureen Callahan wrote in the New York post earlier this week, or I guess it would be last week when the show comes out Howard's end shock. Jack Stern has lost his sting and his mojo is the title of this article. And everyone's talking about it. So there's a few things in here. I don't want, I'm not going to read through actually stuttering. John read through the entire article and commented on it. And that's what I'm going to do on the bonus show that we're doing with Andy and crows. I'm going to play all those clips. It's amazing. His take on it is amazing. I'm excited to do that. <laughs> I can't wait. I wish I was there for that. It's fucking great. Well, I would have done it today, but I was trying to be, <laughs> I was trying to be polite. 
So, uh, all right. So I'm just going to read through what uh, Maureen. Now, first of all, this this uh, columnist, do you know who she is? No, but uh, after reading it, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say she's not a big fan. She used to be. She used to be a big fan yeah. of the show. She knows it very well. Sure. No, I know. She definitely ha- has her time put in with the show, but uh, these days, not, not a big fan of the product, I guess. This is a hit piece. This yeah. is this is brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so th- just reading from the article here, things will never get back to normal, Stern declared just two weeks ago. I do not believe the pandemic will ever be over. For a once constant listener like me, this is heretical, especially here in New York City, where every single neighborhood is struggling to survive. Also, Howard, the pandemic will end, even though you, a germophobic recluse, clearly wish it would not. But such sentiments have defined Stern's show and attitude the past year. Pessimism, anger, and a worldview that shrinks ever inward. Limited in size and scope to the basement, the literal and metaphorical dwelling place of this once great show. Now, this is kind of how the article starts off. I have to say that March of last year, when the show moved back to Stern's house and everyone was doing it remotely, is where I tapped out. And I was a Mm -hmm. listener for decades and listened to every single episode. And the sound quality was bad at first because they were doing it over Zoom and they figured that out. But it was just the, the content of the show got so fucking depressing. They couldn't find any fun or humor in anything that was going on. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be lying if I, if I said uh, I didn't feel the same way at that point in time. You know, um, working up there at Sirius, I had gotten to a point where I built a rapport with Gary as far as getting in the studio when i had something there wasn't a uh you know a, a, a line of people i had to go through if i had something i told gary i said i got something he said go in and um that was now gone once we started working from home where you know you're writing you know on im saying hey i you know jeff's on the phone i, I got something about him and and then you know i would get back well do you have sample lines you could send yeah. us and i'm like I've been goofing on this guy for 15 years. Like I don't, yeah. you're auditioning now. Lines. You're auditioning to get on the show yeah. with, with Jeff, the drunk uh, bits. Come on. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, granted everything changed. We're all working from home. It's going to sound different, but I feel like the biggest hit that was taken was um, just the organic nature of the show. When something just kind of falls into place and everyone reacts to it and you know jokes are coming in and we're calling in with different impressions of that person from the other you know from the back and all that stuff that that to me is when it was the most fun around there when that when that organic energy was flowing and that went away and and so i'm i would agree with you that it, it changed for me too once the pandemic started and once we were broadcasting from home it was a different completely different gig did they change the way that they ran the show from the perspective of, I'm sure that they had it blocked out like, okay, the first hour we're going to do this second hour, this third hour, that did it get even more regimented? Because like you said, there are things that would happen spontaneously from time to time. And you would jump into the studio because of a conversation that was going on and maybe you had some information on it. And it sounds like that kind of just went away. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I would say, yeah, the regimented schedule definitely went up a notch when we started going from home, you know, um, it, it's, I'm, 
and this is just my thought on it, you know, maybe he just wanted to feel a little bit more secure with having enough content to do this from home at first. And, and maybe he got comfortable with that type of format. And so, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And, and in his mind, it's not broke. So he's not looking to uh, change anything up right now. Can't believe that would be what he thinks. All right. So getting back to the, article, I don't, I don't know that it listen. That's just, yeah, like, I, no, I understand. I understand theory, you know, uh, getting back to the article, and she talks about how the reason why people listen to the Stern Show is because he was so unpredictable. And, you know, there was the big thing from the movie where you right. listen because you want to see what he's going to say next. And now it's become the most predictable show that's on, you, you could possibly hear. Uh, so getting back to the article, consider a typical show consisting on a daily Groundhog Day-like basis of such content as imitations of his elderly parents and their hearing loss. What? What did you say? As enjoyable as talking to one's own heart of hearing relatives while revisiting slights and traumas from his childhood, yet insisting that decades of three to four day a week therapy have made him less angry and more evolved. We what? usually segue into graphic sex-obsessed talks with Ronnie the Limo Driver, a 71-year-old Stern Show mainstay who has now become <laughs> its lead character, eating up airtime and surpassing Stern himself. Hope Ronnie got a raise for all of his heavy lifting. Unlistenable, though it, he may be. So... I, so I haven't been listening up until recently. Back when I was listening, Ronnie was on a lot, and they were teasing him because he was going to retire and move to Vegas. And they're like, wow, how could you retire? He's fucking 70 years old. Like, why would he retire? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't make any sense. Howard was always bashing him. What are you going to do without this show? He's like, I'm going to have a drink by the pool. What do you mean what am I going to do after the show? What are you talking about? Uh, but it was also like a lot of like weird sex stuff with an older man. That, I mean, his, his fiance's hot, but... I don't want to talk, I don't want to hear think about this guy fucking. Oh, believe me, when I was on the road with him for the block party and they would have a room a couple doors down from mine, it was a nightmare. Those two going at it, listening to that old Ugh. man scream louder than that young woman was really disturbing. But um <laughs> You were peeking underneath the door. What are you talking about? Oh, I had my recorder out there. I'm trying to get audio for the show. But uh but listen, you know, for me, like, since I left three, four months ago, I have not listened to one episode. Um, but I know I talked to Ronnie from time to time, and uh, I know they did the hypnotism segment with him not too long ago. Um, I love Ronnie. He he is a fan of the show. He, he loves the interaction with fans. Um, that's one thing with the block party when we were on tour is, is that dude loved hanging out with fans and and you know he's i mean he's definitely going to vegas i know that he's got a place he's selling his home um what's going to happen with him once he gets there that's up to sirius i mean he's not driving howard anymore he's not doing security for him anymore so he's literally just an on-air i know and i love ronnie too i'm sure he's a a nice guy i just and, and props to howard for making people celebrities who shouldn't be celebrities but i just don't think that ronnie has enough material to be a go-to guy every day on the show anyway. So she goes maybe back. Maybe not, but he does, but he has something that, uh, that's uh, maybe some would say is missing from the show. He's got the honesty. True. Right? And that honesty is, uh, is a way, maybe it's a way for the show to hold on to that honesty without it having to come from Howard anymore. That's a good know? point. He is the only person who probably voted for Trump on that show. So even though, he didn't want to talk about it. Well, but that yeah. was a whole weird thing. I really hated that whole thing with that because yeah, it was weird. You know, was they went bullied. overboard. It's like, 
yeah, it was like, you know, now one person's calling him a, a Nazi and a homophobe. And it's like, I know Ronnie, dude. Ronnie is the guy at 3 a.m. You make a, you need help. You call him. He will figure out a way to help you. He's he's a good dude like that. Yeah. Uh, but that's what happens when you let politics fucking ruin everything. And politics certainly did ruin the Stern show in a lot of ways. So going back through a typical show. Howard will come back and talk about his weekend, which is nothing. It's like riding his bike at home, um, you know, a stationary bike. And then if The Bachelor or Bachelorette is happening, you can count on a mind-numbing 45-minute soliloquy. Next, we'll probably take some calls from the mentally impaired characters known as the Whack Pack or be subjected to prank calls that Stern and Sister are real but clearly are fake and scripted. I want to get your take on that. Now, that that's where I draw the line, Maureen. All right. Was that her name? I don't yeah. remember her name, but yeah. uh, <laughs> he's real serious right now, Maureen. <laughs> yeah. This is, how dare you? Prank calls uh, are taken extremely seriously over there. Um, while prank calls in general on radio are ninety five to ninety nine percent scripted yes. and, and fake, uh, <laughs> we go out of our way there or sound Richard go out of their way there to still make real prank calls. And I can tell you that these are real because some of the best prank calls you've never heard because we've never gotten consent for them to be played on the air. Yes, so they talked about that, yeah. Yeah, everything is, I, I swear to you, if it wasn't, I'd, I'd say it. But they're legit. They're doing these prank calls. They're sound richer, are brilliant at what they do. Um, and, yeah, it's one of the few places, if not the only place, where legit prank calls are still happening. So that that uh, is not accurate. I thought that was odd that she said clearly fake and scripted. I don't, I don't know that Richard Christie would be funny if he was scripted on these things. I mean, that's why it's funny. It's because it's so unpredictable. But uh, anyway, and he wouldn't enjoy it. He would. Right. These guys wouldn't enjoy what they do if they had to bullshit it. You know, it's like that's that you've never seen Richard. I, Maybe the birth of his children, but you've never seen that guy happier than when he pulls off a great prank call. Right. Uh, that was, that's still one of the best parts of the show. That, and of course, the Alex Jones impersonator, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah. And that's real too, Maureen. <laughs> that's, that's a real impersonation. Uh, <laughs> in lieu of picking on society's weakest, Stern will turn his rage on most any staffer in his sights. It says something that even the most picked-upon loyalists, say his producer of 37 years, doesn't even bother to fight back anymore, talking about Gary Delbate. And yeah, at this point, it seems like it, that is like, oh, we used to get into these wars on air, and now it's just like it's forced and it's stupid. This, the shit that Stern gives people shit for, like on Valentine's Day, Gary Delbate and his wife took a drive to like, I, I forget what it was, like Stargaze or something. They're, they went to a bridge or something. And he's like, what? You went for a fucking drive with your wife? What are you, an idiot? What? That's so stupid. It's like, this is just manufactured. This isn't even a real argument. <laughs> Who's having this argument? It's stupid. Right. Because everybody there, no one's looking to piss him off. So there's really right. nothing happening uh, that would directly affect him. And no one's you eating know? the last donut in the break room anymore. So you can't get into all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Ronnie's not saving cupcakes for receptionists. You know, it's uh, all that stuff is gone. Uh, back to the article. This thin, tepid gruel is finished off with what it was like for Howard the Renegade to break into radio, deep dive instructions on how to cue up songs on vinyl and general get off my lawn gripes over life in America circa now. Just cancel sports. Who cares? So fucking dumb. 
podcast. They're bores. They're fucking bores. And this is the thing I think that turns a lot of people off, including myself, when whatever Howard's into is what's cool and everything else is, is stupid. The guy talks about The Bachelor for an hour straight and he's like, I can't believe you're watching baseball. What the fuck is your, you like the fucking Yankees? What's your problem? Like, sir, can you just agree that some people like sports and some people like to watch stupid scripted reality television? Like, I remember when he got into it a little bit with, uh, well, he talked a little bit about Ari Shafir and, and his podcast and how, you know, he was kind of shitting on Ari and saying, like, you know, this guy, it, kind of making him out to be a loser. But right. meanwhile, at that time, you know, I knew Ari. He had uh, he has a very successful podcast for years now. He had three different shows sold to Comedy Central at that time, like, he he wasn't a failure. He he was succeeding in life by doing what he loved to do on his terms, and you know, and that that pissed me off because I was like, well, if you don't know about this person, then you know you shouldn't really talk shit about him. And and it kind of the same way I felt about podcasting because I have so many friends that are comics that. We're not selling tickets and then started doing consistent podcasts and now are selling tickets and are working and are touring the country and are very successful. So it's not it's it's definitely viable, especially for comics in this day and age. And listen, Shuli, I'm not going to sit here and say that all podcasts are great. I happen to think that they mostly suck dick, but he's so fucking out of it that he just has this blanket like, oh, all podcasts are terrible. You're like, I, I'd much rather listen to Joe Rogan do an interview with someone than Howard Stern at this point. Like it's, it's a crazy we, thing to we say. We listen to 45 minutes of a horrible podcast to start this whole show off. Yes. I mean, Podcasts do many. suck. <laughs> this is there's true. There's too many. It's why, it's why social media sucks. Everybody's yes. got a voice. Everybody's right. got something to say. And guess what? Some people just shut the fuck up. We don't need to hear what you think. It's too like, much. You're an idiot. Yeah. We don't need to hear your podcast where you sitting there uh, uh, mangling Jesselman's jokes and, and, and screaming over your co-host while you're drunk. Beat it. So this part of the article, this next part, is what really jumped out to me. B. Riley analyst Zach Silver wrote to clients, in part, is Howard Stern really worth $100 million plus a year? Our recent survey work suggests that only a low single-digit percentage of respondents subscribe to SiriusXM solely because of Howard Stern. So this is the thing that I think is shocking to me because when I signed up for Sirius in 2006, late 2005, and everyone else was jumping on Sirius, it was only because Howard Stern was on there. And I think that's been true. That's why the merger happened. I think that was true for a very long time that a very high percentage of people who are paying for Sirius were doing so because that's the only place you could get Howard Stern. And now it's low single digit percentage of respondents who are doing that. Yeah, I mean, I listen, I don't know how they know that, like, because we couldn't even figure out ratings when I was working there. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, it's a, it's a poll. So they did a survey. Yeah. Okay. And they said, why do you sign up? What's your reason for signing up to Sirius? I'm sure a lot of people have Howard Stern on there, but it's not the sole reason, which I think it used to be. And I, anecdotally, I used to have conversations about the Howard Stern show with two dozen of my friends. And now yeah. I think there's like three people I know who still listen to the show. You could see it happening where people just don't don't care anymore. Well, I mean, wait till wait till Wi-Fi is available in, in all cars, right? Like, oh yeah, that I think is the end of satellite radio at that point because you know you can listen to any podcast you want. You can program your own '80s channel. You don't have to, you know, listen to their '80s channel or whatever it may be. 
you're you, you know we're entering into a, a time where we are in control of our entertainment it's never been the case we've always been held hostage by whatever this thing is on tv on this night that's when we got to watch it so now we can pick and choose where we go how much of it we watch how much of it we listen to and everything else is just looking more and more archaic and i i, I agree with you i wouldn't be surprised that by the time this uh this contract runs out that uh serious is a dodo bird well i mean i can tell you man maybe eight years ago nine years ago we had this meeting where you know they were asking us for different ideas and stuff um and i had suggested based on the fact that opie and anthony had a one-hour podcast via apple itunes that was uh, best of basically it just it was like three or four old classic bits from their show each episode and for someone like me who had never listened to their show that was really a cool way to get introduced to the show and to hear the old classic bits and to figure out who's who so i had raised my hand and suggested that in one of these meetings that maybe we put out an hour-long podcast of classic bits from the show to get new people to come over and uh, management at the time like scoffed at me and were like podcasts aren't even uh, a factor you know they don't even make up you know such and such percent of competition and and i was like okay well that's now you can either get on the ground floor or something or you can just laugh at it and then watch it crash over you well, well you were <laughs> smart to that's... say that because think about what the model is now you and i both have patreons and we right. do our shows that are free for anyone who wants to listen to them and then we also have shows that are bonus shows behind the paywall and our free Correct. shows are pretty much advertisements for the bonus shows. If you like this and you want more of this, this is where you get it. That's what you were trying to explain to this person. Like if we put out some Howard Stern out there, I know he's always been opposed to YouTube and stuff. It's like, go ahead and just put some of this shit on YouTube. And then if people like Anthony Cumia does this on compound, he'll take little segments from the show, put it up on YouTube, gets 40,000 views in a day or two. And now you have all these people going, oh, where do I get more of this? Oh, you go to Compound Media, subscribe, and and that's where you can see it. It's like that. That's the model. That is the model now. There, there's a reason why crack dealers give you the first one for free. <laughs> I've never met that crack dealer, by the way. If anyone knows that uh, crack every, dealer, that's the first one for free. Listen, let me know. Every crack dealer give you the first one for free. They can't advertise in the penny saver or whatever the hell, you know, the <laughs> weekly. So when when they give you that first one for free, it's so powerful, it's so amazing that by the fourth one, you'll be stealing rims off a car for it. <laughs> so that's what they're banking on. That's the model. Yeah, that's and our slogan. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, getting back to the article, I do want to talk to you about this. One of the most perplexing decisions to fans of late is the unexplained dropping of the show's most popular segment, historically airing last, the news with Robin Quivers. They've stopped doing the news segment. That was the most popular part of the show. Do you know anything about this, Julie, why they did that, or what's going on there? Uh, there was never anything directly said about them not doing the news anymore on there. I Maybe it was something for Robin, just like, hey, you know, one less thing she has to do. Uh, the news at times was not Howard's favorite segment because he wanted to get the hell out of there. So maybe it was something of just like he wants to be done with the show. And if it's a big enough news story, they'll talk about it on the air, I guess. Um, but there was never any formal or any edict that came down from management saying we are no longer going forward with Robin's news or anything like that. That's surprising 
because it was a segment on the show for, I mean, going back to the 80s. That's why Robin was on the show. She was the news person on the show. Well, I mean, if you think about it, they're still doing the news. It's just the same two news stories every day. That's true, yeah. You know, it's just COVID and politics. Yeah. So it's still happening. It's just not not a variety. And then she goes on to talk about the Getting Things Done seminar that, of course, mm. uh, Centering John takes full credit for leaking. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so she, everyone, I think, has seen this who wants to see it. It's very interesting. It's this PowerPoint presentation that Howard puts on for an hour in front of his staff where he talks about how we have to start getting better guests and why isn't Neil Young doing my show and where's Brad Pitt? And he's blaming everyone but himself for uh, not getting these people. And he goes on to say, we look like we have homeless people working here. Publicists, managers, celebrities go, oh, this show is so gross. Look at them. They look like bums. They don't know what they're doing. You've just blown it for me. Go the fuck home and go get dressed. Uh, and after all, Stern said, the Howard Stern show is maybe the coolest, hippest place to work on the planet. Thoughts, Julie, about blasting all of the employees there? Oh, well, I mean, I, myself and management, it was a constant battle with dress code with me because, you know, I'm a dick joke guy. I'm not a corporate dude. I'm not wearing a suit. I, I came in with dick jokes. I'm leaving with dick jokes, and I'm going to wear whatever the hell I want to wear. And management could not handle that, and I never understood it. You know, they would say, "Where's your collared shirt?" And I would say, "Don't you understand? You're just collaring up this personality. That's all <laughs> you're doing." I go, "I got to be comfortable. I got to be able to move and be funny." And they would—they hated it. They hated it. It was. I mean, when I tell you legendary battles, screaming in the hallway, because I give what I get. Like, I don't give a shit about anybody's corporate title. I'm not from that world. You don't scare me. Uh, there's only one woman I fear, and that's the one I came out of. And uh, so they would, you know, where's your college shirt? I'd be like, oh, it's laundry day. they go, you know, you got to get your shit together. And I'd be like, why don't you get your shit together? And everybody would look at me like, who the hell is this guy? Why is he talking to them like that? And I just didn't care because I let my work speak for itself. Uh, maybe I'm not wearing a collared shirt, but when I go on that mic, I'm fucking funny and I'm killing it. And everybody in that studio is laughing. And that's what should fucking matter. Yeah, it's called talent. When you have the talent, you kind of leave them alone and let them do their thing. You don't badger them about what kind of fucking shirt they're wearing. Which... Yeah, let me let me come in dressed as a cheeseburger. If he wants to goof on me, then you got another half hour segment out of it. Yeah. I got a I got a cockroach costume if you're interested. <laughs> let me see how this tour ends up going. I might I might take you up on it. Fair enough. <laughs> so it's funny that you say that, and you don't have to say anything about this, but it seemed like this whole presentation came from Marcy Turk because it seemed like a very Marcy Turk esque type of thing to say to people. And I don't know if if Stern really felt all that. Like about how the staff looked like bums and and they needed to up their game in the dress code or whatever, but it just you look at the pictures of him from the '90s and shit, and you're like, this doesn't seem like the same guy who'd be yelling at people because they're not wearing the right t-shirt. Yeah, I just felt like they were kind of trying to mold everybody into a similar type of thing, like almost like a Stepford Wives type of thing over yeah. there, and you know. I, you know, comics, man, we're not, we're not followers, <laughs> you know, and it always rubbed me the wrong way. Um, uh, and, and again, with that meeting, you know, cause I know our, our good friend, John had claimed 
for a while, and I don't know if he still does, that I was the one who leaked that video, which I love that he did that because it just shows his detective skills in action <laughs> because it's if you watch the video, you, you could see my bald head three rows up in front of the camera watching this meeting and in my mind thinking, what the fuck is going on here today? Yeah. <laughs> that could have been a mannequin. <laughs> 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 let me ask you this what was the general consensus after that meeting i'm sure you guys all got together and chatted about it like what were people saying oh man that smoker circle down down at the bottom of the building was yeah. a hot ticket right there man <laughs> i bet we were all just taking drags looking at each other going what the fuck dude what what is going on i gotta write a letter to brad pitt what? you must well you must have thought it was the beginning of the end over there because the way that he presented it was like if we don't all make 10 sock accounts on twitter and start tweeting at celebrities every day the show's gonna go away it was it was weird because there was never a sense from when i got there up until that moment there was never a sense of like desperation or yeah. worry you know what i mean and to to be in a room where i felt like you know, you're. It's almost like they're trying to scare us. Yeah, <laughs> and, no <it's> just, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this is fucking surreal. This is so strange. I, I remember coming home and talking to my wife about it, and just being like, you're not gonna fucking believe this. <laughs> Wait till Cedric Jack gets his hands on this. It's gonna be. It's gonna really blow up in eight years. Watch out. I believe that's the meeting. This this is an exclusive for you. I believe that's the meeting where. <laughs> uh, you remember the Superfan Roundtable sure. show on 101, and it was hosted by Mutt, uh, who used to have the Stern Fan Network uh, message board. And uh, he came to the, because it was all hands, right, this meeting. And yeah. he came to the meeting and, and brought his, uh, I think it was his girlfriend at the time, or it might have been his wife. <laughs> And everybody was just like, oh, boy, why would you bring your wife to this? What are you thinking? It's not a party, you idiot. It's not the Christmas no. party. No, it was not. Like, he showed up like it was. Well, I'll never forget that. We, that was the other hot talk in the circle. <laughs> Could you imagine he's driving to the, the meeting with his wife? He's like, you got to see this guy, Howard Stern. He's so entertaining. He's so funny. <laughs> I've been listening to this guy since 82. You're going to love this guy. She gets there. He's like, what the fuck is going on here? Wait till you see how much he respects his staff, honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right, Shuli, what have we done today? We talked about Comedy Pod Pie. We talked about Anthony Jeselnik and his feud with Leslie Jones. Hell, Sparks got a phone call from Stuttering John trying to get him booked for the next day. Reply All is coming back. Thank goodness. The New York Post is not enjoying the Howard Stern Show anymore. So you know what that means. It's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. The This is the part of the show where we play a clip from next week's episode of Who Are These Podcasts? You get excited about it. I'm excited about this one. And I'm taking a little bit of a risk on this one. I'll, I'll explain after the clip. Yo, what's up, guys? This is Trey Peacock with the Peacock Party Podcast. You could hear that wherever you listen to your podcasts. I don't know wherever you're hearing this. I got the YouTube. I got the Instagram. You could find me wherever, all right? Listen, here's things I do. This podcast is great. We talk about life, comedy, music, the universe, all of it, man. I talk with the people I want to talk with, my friends, you know, Family, comedians, musicians, whatever. We 
We got microphones. We got internet. <laughs> we got quality content. Trey, Trey, I think what? I think you're just describing what podcasting is. Yeah. All right. Exactly. That's right. Trey Peacock Party Podcast. Now here's the rub. What I just played for you, that was the promo. It was a minute-long anchor read and then what you just heard. So it was only a two-minute-long episode. But it's coming. If it comes out between now and next Saturday, (laughs) (laughs) we'll be reviewing it. You're going to have your dick in your hand. (laughs) I know. Come on, Trey Peacock. Please get the show out. I got to hear the show. Pressure. The Peacock Party Podcast. Are there two people... Are there two people on that show or just him doing two different voices? <laughs> that was uh, our buddy Patrick Michael was the other person uh, you yeah. heard. <laughs> the voice of reason. <laughs> oh, God. You know, it's bad. Patrick oh, Michael's no. like, hey, this isn't a good idea. <laughs> oh, no. I like how he was like uh, Steve Carell in Anchorman. He was just saying what was in the room <laughs> at one point. Yes. It's going to be a good show. I can't wait. I'm really hoping that happens. We're also going to have a couple of very special guests on this uh, next week. So I'm very excited for that. Please check that out wherever you get podcasts. And while you're checking that out, wherever you get podcasts, you should also check out the Shuli show. Shuli is killing it over at the Shuli show. You're also on tour. What do you got coming up, my friend? So the Shuli show on Patreon, um, we got this Tuesday. We, the company I'm with heard at media, they got me a phone line. So we're going to be taking live calls. All right. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I got to interrupt you. I'm sorry. I learned it from my friend, uh, Michael. So I heard you talking about this on your show that you're going to get a phone line. Do you know how long Suttering John's been promising that he's going to get a device in order to take phone calls? It's been fucking years. He hasn't been able to figure it out. Dude, this, the, the only thing that held this up was me. Like, these guys were ready to do it three weeks ago. So this so, is not a difficult thing to do, is what you're saying? No. I mean, if you have money, it's not difficult <laughs> at all. I could do a lot of things <laughs> if I had some money. <laughs> yeah. You have, you know, you have a minimum of triple digits on Patreon. You should be fine. Dude. So, you know, I have this really nice wood-paneled basement that I know that John's got his eyeball on. So maybe if uh, this lawsuit goes through, you can finally get that uh, phone screener. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, Shuli. Let's get back to what we're the more important point in hand here, the Shuli show. No problem. So we'll we'll be putting up the uh, number uh, on Patreon for all the patrons. You'll be able to call nice. in. So if you're not signed up, sign up. Um, and uh, we got a lot of cool surprises coming up this week. More Frankie Dillon saga, of course. Uh, and then I'm back from Texas this week, and then I'm off to. Uh, Florida, New Orleans, and then Florida again. So go to shalomshuli.com, check out the dates, uh, follow me on social media, Twitch, Instagram is shalomshuli. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Twitch is shalomshuli TV, Instagram and Twitter is shalomshuli, and the Shuli Show podcast. And uh, thank you, man, for having me again. It's good to good to from you again, pal. Yeah, it's always fun talking to you. We got to get you up to Rochester, my friend. I want to see. Yeah, uh, I want to see you at the comedy club here. That's in the works. I'll be in Vegas uh, the end of June doing Brad Garrett's at the MGM. Nice. So maybe maybe you should book a trip out to Vegas, Carl. That's actually a really good idea. You said end of June? Yeah, end of June, first week of July. I'm there for doing seven nights, but I'm going to be doing my podcast live from there. So you should come out. Come join me. I might take fun. you up on that. That's my favorite place in the world. <laughs> Let's go. Let's All right, go. I'll push you around in the wheelchair like I used to do. <laughs> it might happen. 
all right, Shuli, so good to talk to you, buddy. Thanks so much for coming on the show again. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. All yeah, right, man. You too. Please join us again next week. It might be the episode we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, every pony. Starting in the mush pits of morning radio. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Great show. Jerk? Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. It's boring as shit. Bullshit. About you this. fucking know all about this shit. You know, who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense. Gangrenously writes, I don't like this new trend of Carl liking podcasts or podcast hosts. It's very off-brand. Get back to shitting on people's voices and their stupidity, damn it. Uh, look here, man, keeps it brief. Bad episode. Get fucked. Bloody Noodle says... This music episode was much better than the one with the isotopes music. But fuck PJ Philliam's echoey mic. Masturbator 711 opines, What a whole lot of shit. The only episode I've ever not finished listening to. Weak fanboy waste of time. Your wife's BF, wife's BF replies, You must not have listened to many episodes. White Hispanic writes, I fucking lost it at the Carl song. Give him a Grammy. Turbo 7049. Best episode in a long time. House husband Matt Farley is Patty Broken Cups with more musical and monetizing, but less podcasting talent. Ralph Moleman Mellish fantasizes. What level does the Patreon need to reach before the Reddit news girl starts putting out some JOI videos? Preferably talking about her ultra-diluted urine squirts. Reality Stimulator weighs in with, does every week need to have discussions about squirting, piss, and various secretions? I miss Dorkles the Clown and Silly Impressions. It's supposed to be who are these podcasts, not who are these skanks pissing on. Corgan Art quotes, (laughs) Is it considered pee just because it came from a bladder? Ah, yes. Reminds me of my intro to philosophy course. Baby Butters offers, This Dr. Steve guy is right. He offered the best explanation of squirting I've ever heard. I do both. I squirt with penetration and clitoral stimulation. They both smell and look different. Dr. Steve 103 replies, Thank you. Your support is appreciated. Winky face. And congratulations on your dual emissions status. And Clover Logan 007 plays us out with, Good to know Vic is serving our country by pissing on Americans. Bet she just lays there like a dead fish during sex. Also, Carl, fuck your lame-ass music. Dr. Steve's a good egg, isn't he? He totally is, He was great. With Vic. Now we're getting to the meat of the episode. I'm sorry we bored you with all that other <laughs> horse shit that, that we do. Two hour intro. Yeah, two hour <laughs> intro to get to the real important part of the episode. And that is reviews with our friend Victoria. Vic, how you doing? Hello, Carl. How are you today? I'm fan fucking tastic. Uh, I couldn't be better. What's going on in the Navy this week? 
Uh, Any secret wars that we're getting into? No, just more sexual assault training. Oh. usual. Are you assaulting all the the semen there? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of semen to go around. I can't stop touching it. Fair enough. Vic, I feel like you learned something last week, even though you didn't want to. Yeah, I did. Uh, I'll be at, like, uh, the fucking guy from Reddit was right. Like, it still comes from the bladder. I still consider it pee, but... It's all the same shit. I'm slightly more educated. Yes. Thank goodness for Dr. Steve. We should have him on to educate us every single week about some type of bodily function. Right? It would just make us better people. Yeah. Right? It would make us better people. Ooh. That's right. I see what you did there. Uh-huh. Vic, we have any new reviews that you want to read for us? Yeah. Uh, I, got, I got a nice one for you. Uh, said how I found myself here. My aunt used to get her womb wrecked by a firefighter who would always listen to this podcast. I don't particularly care for Carl or Carl for that matter, spelled with a C, but it always brings a smile to my face thinking about that guy's monster hog. (laughs) Carl, Carl, Carl. That's a fun review. I like that one. I'm going to guess that's a five star. That is a five star. Very good. Um, this next one says, this show makes my life hurt. This show makes my life hurt. Keep on trucking. <laughs> okay. Three? <laughs> that was a nice one star from Ooh, Maddie Rip. Ouch. Sorry that your life hurts, sir. Okay. <laughs> uh, this next one is obnoxious, unfunny host. The host is an unfunny, obnoxious loser that acts like everything he says is a punchline. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Chris is the producer, not the host. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of talk is that? I'll stick uh, up for you. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently you speak as though he's busting at the seams with hilarity like a wannabe shock jock from some random Midwest town. <laughs> it's that fake affection and his unending faith in himself that makes me cringe. They position themselves as comedy experts, but on numerous occasions completely don't understand sarcasm or irony. The stuttering John stuff was kind of funny for an episode, but they all, they're just so obsessed with them that it becomes cringe. Wow. That's kind of a deep dive. Yeah, it was pretty articulate. It's mostly true. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. I'm going to guess that's a one-star review. Yeah, really well written. But it's a capital one. <laughs> all right. Guys, we got to keep the five stars coming in here. What's going on? Fun and funny. I'm going to surpass Michael Rappaport if we keep up this fucking streak. Uh, you got another one that okay. said hateful, slanderous crooks. This quote unquote podcast, if you can even call it that, features a host, Klansman from Ohio, probably named Carl, and a rotating <laughs> cast of all right comedian co-hosts, which differ from episode to episode. The main premise of this show is to mock and harass disabled people. There's no comedy. <laughs> <laughs> it is now that's a good idea <laughs> this guy's making um, some good points <laughs> give me your lunch money yeah. <laughs> cripple Jesus get over here <laughs> just beat him with his own wheelchair at this point Carl <laughs> I want to sit there <laughs> 
Um, you can only hate can be used to describe some of this uh, libelous claims that they make about people on a regular basis, such as Suttering John. He's disabled and LGBTQ+. Plus. Uh, having more than one cockroach in his apartment. Worst of all is the ending segments to these multi-hour hate speech broadcasts in which the sexist pig Carl, host, or Carl the host dabbles in forcing homeless women to dress up like barnyard animals so that he can get off. This is like a Tom Myers joke. Economy. Yeah, I know. I do like to see that uh, Vic has some of the shrapnel, though. That's always fun. Is that the whole thing? Yeah, that's the whole thing. Right. Chapter two. <laughs> Uh, I think that's a five-star review. That is, in fact, a five-star review. Noice. Uh, do I sound one's... better than usual today? I have a new microphone. Uh, you always sound like shit, Carl. All right. This one is Soundboards for All. Ironic how Carl makes fun of others' soundboards' abilities, yet constantly interrupts his own co-hosts and guests with his soundboard. Mm, <laughs> you don't Amazing. have to say to that statement. <laughs> All right, go on, go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's it. Oh, that was it. Ah, oh, damn it! I was trying to interrupt you. All right, was that is that a five star? That is a beautiful five star. Beautiful. Thank we actually you. got a lot of reviews uh, this past week or two weeks because I did Audible last week. So. Oh, okay. But right, I'm not going to fucking continue. Do we have more, or uh, are we good for for this week? Wait, wait, wait. I want to do one more. Okay. This one's my favorite. Okay. Hard pass. Gave this show about eight minutes of my time. They misnamed a host that clearly states their name at the top of the show and exhibit no real understanding of the show's format. Covering a show in about weeks' time that you have no actual basis of doesn't give a remote concept of what it's like throughout their hundreds of episodes, especially when the hosts are as annoying and ignorant as they come. No thanks. I'll just listen to anyone else for two to three hours. Who did we I mispronounce? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't pronounce words well, so it's, I believe Yeah, it's, but you do the names pretty well. I try. Yeah. I try to. I write down little notes for myself. Yeah, that sounds like someone was butthurt. No, you can just oh, call him sport. <laughs> you think that was a butthurt person who didn't appreciate this is a roast and not a fucking deep dive into somebody's life? Oh. I'm not doing a docuseries, all right? You sound a Why are you butthurt. so hurt about it? Yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you. Fair enough. Uh, I guess that's a one-star review there. That was, in fact, a one-star oh. from Master Crack Fox. Okay. Well, thanks for participating, Master Crack Fox. Let's blow through the voicemail, shall we, everybody? You guys ready for this? Go, go, go. Okay, here we go. Carl, <laughs> you fucking moron. I'm listening to the bonus episode where you guys are talking about $1,200 a month for uh, a mortgage, and uh, Patrick Michael's complaining about it. You stupid fuck. That asshole lives in a trailer. He takes fucking deposit cans back for his fucking, uh, his lot rent or some shit. He pays $400 fucking dollars a month. So, of course, $1,200 is going to be a lot. What a fucking idiot. I, that was the joke I was making. I know. I agree. It's not a lot. But to that fucking retard, it is. He thought that Manhattan rent would be $1,200 a month. That's what it was. I don't have to defend myself, do I? <laughs> All right, this guy points out all of my flaws. That's always fun. Deviated little eyes. Deviated septum. Horrible rat bastard butt teeth. No chin. It's fatter than Vinnie Paulino. 12 foot. <laughs> That's a pretty good voice, Mal. Could you imagine that scene? <laughs> <laughs> he really paints a picture of that. Let me paint you a story. Oh, boy. 
right. Let's see if there's let's see if there's anyone nice calling into the show. <laughs> that'd be that'd be neat. Be not be weird. Hey, I just gotta say, one of the rare times I want to pay uh, my man Carl a compliment. Gotta admit, zombie accomplishments by the fucking Ice Pilots is a pretty fucking badass song. Fuck yeah, I'll admit it. Huh. Figure fucking Carl couldn't help to have his uh, ego stroke. So I figured it's so far away he might call on the air. But anyway, good fucking tune. Keep the good work. Call me back. I heard most of that. Brand new single from the Ice Dubs, Zombie Accomplishments, available on Bandcamp. You can get from the Ice Dubs. Bandcamp! <laughs> yeah, where's band practice kind of help us promote this? <laughs> that would be nice to have. Uh, let's keep going here. Yo, Carl, uh, you know, I don't usually have too much good to say about this show. It is objectively trash, but I'm not above giving a compliment when it's earned. And I will say this. That was the fucking second best music festival show ever on WATB history. Second best. Thank you. Thank you for this music special. Bye. Carl, Carl, Carl. I remember my first beer. Carl, 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 Carl. What's not to love? Oh, I got a funny story. I forgot about this. So I was uh, DMing with our friend at Motern Media. Now I'm drawing a blank. What's his name? Matt Farley. Matt Farley, thank you. And uh, he had a good sense of humor about the show, and he was excited that we reviewed his show, and he tweeted about it. So I just wrote him. I said, I'm glad you have a good sense of humor about this. You know, I, I'm glad you're, you're able to uh, enjoy it. And he wrote me back a couple things, and then I said, you know, if you wanted to write a song about who are these podcasts, I'd be happy to play it and promote you. He goes, Cool. I'm pretty swamped with my 50 songs per week this year, but I'll eventually find time to make a song for you. <laughs> Which I just thought was funny. <laughs> Blew me off. I'm glad you could stoop low enough to read your texts, Carl. <laughs> you don't think that's good content for the show, Vic? <laughs> no, it's fucking awful. Here's another one. Stop texting me. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, Vic is uh, my consultant, and I, I guess I should listen to her. Hey, Carl, it's... Uh... Long crack guy calling right now, and uh, I still hate your show, and I still listen every week. In fact, you've been putting out some pretty good ones lately. Your uh, your two part extravaganza made me look up the Stuttering John's show on YouTube, and I made it through 12 minutes of that uh, that 421 you pulled that jealous clip out of, and in, within 12 minutes, uh, a third of it was him trying to find that video. The next third of that was him singing to um a song he was looking up and then the last third was just stupid bullshit of him being jealous and retarded dumb talk with that sarge guy or whatever his name was but the real reason i'm calling right now is uh fuck i think i forgot (laughs) and i was really trying not to forget but you know what oh here it is i got it you can cut this out and just send this to stuttering john if you want uh hi i'm long crack guy i'm 22 years old I'm a fat, depressed truck driver, and uh, Stuttering John, I think you're a fucking loser, um, and that's coming from me, and I've already ruined my life at 22 years old, but besides the fact, hey, Vic, I'm 22, and uh, I am now taking um, applications because I'm a professional baby daddy, so you can inquire within if you want to. Uh, call me back. Uh, yeah, do something like that, I guess. Peace the fuck out. Why did you play that? He sounds like he wanted to cry the whole time. 
Well, the reason why I played that, Producer Chris, is to let potential advertisers know who our audience is. Okay. 22-year-old <laughs> trucker crackheads who are overweight. <laughs> anyway, I also wanted to let Vic know that she has uh, a suitor. <laughs> She's like, uh, I just love overweight men. We're too sad. It's my fucking favorite. Uh, Fair enough. Your phone's about to blow <laughs> off. I'm back in the game. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, someone's talking about, so we had PJ on last week. It was his debut on the show. Hey, Carl, if you play my clip 11, I think PJ might have a bit of a crutch word. All right, sir. Dog shit, dog shit, dog shit, dog shit, dog shit, total dog shit, retard. <laughs> Very well done, yeah, sir. That was noticeable. That was a good voice. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is one is for Vic. It's a guy from Buffalo, too. Local boy. Hey, I'm driving to work listening to the fucking Dr. Steve segment with Vic and Piss and Squirt. Vic is fucking worthless. And I think this really fucking hit me. Did she try to play the fucking ignorant, fucking dumb child, whatever the fuck, just ignorant fucking cunt or what? Holy shit, is that fucking broad worthless. Get her the fuck off the fucking show already. Jesus. Or start taking your clothes off more, fucking four later. That's how you pick up chicks. <laughs> that sounds angry. Vic, how about? Uh, I love it more than the fat trucker. Okay. <laughs> when Buffalo meets cow. <laughs> Coming up next. <laughs> All right. Here's another one for Vic that's pretty funny. The intellectual heavyweights on WATP are astounding. We've got Dr. Steve bringing in the, the science and the research stating multiple studies done on a subject. And in the other corner, we have Vic. Oh, it's piss. It's piss. I'm an attention-seeking retard. It's piss. <laughs> Vic, is that you? Yeah, it was. I uh, actually have been taking testosterone lately. Transitioning, Vic? It's piss. Yeah, I'm trying to go digi. You know, he's. I'd look up to him so much, her so much. It's B now. Got to keep uh, Wait, what? Is that his pronouns? No, no, her name is Beatrice now. It's B. Oh, so she picked like the ugliest fucking name in the universe. Fantastic. Jeez, Vic. It's getting a little edgy in here. (laughs) Here's another one for you, Vic. Oh, thank you, Dr. Steve, for validating my experience. Squirt is squirt. Now, tell Vic to shut the fuck up and take her ignorant, loose bladder back to Target to get some more Depends. And Vic, you just pee like a regular basic bitch you wish you could squirt Vic you wish <laughs> this is really stirring up a lot of controversy on the show <laughs> this is the most controversial thing I did not see this coming No. for a no. voice like that I think he made a man squirt out like, right out of his asshole <laughs> wow I don't know you should be judging people's voices Vic <laughs> You know what? That's fair. We were pretty convinced you were a prepubescent boy when you first started calling into the show. <laughs> well, way back then, she was. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> Good point. Uh, this is our new theme song. I'm here to announce that we got a voicemail that uh, is just killer. W-A-T-P. Very good podcast. Do not listen to at W-A-T-P. Snaggle tooth and his gaggle of retard W-A-T-P. <laughs> Masturbate to a pet zoo at 
W-A-T-E. That's pretty good. <laughs> that was take four. Can we put some music to that, do you think? <laughs> sure. It's not bad. Oh, boy. All right, a legit doctor calls in. Hey, yeah, this is uh, Dr. Renard calling for uh, the review girls of the podcast, Who Are These Podcasts? Um, just calling to let you know, you missed your uh, stimulation exam. Uh, we were going to test the massive amounts of uh, fluid that release out of your uh, vaginal orifice. And uh, we just need to give you a call, you just need to give us a call back. Um, it's a really important study. And uh, we we noticed in our books here that you haven't reported, and that's actually a crime. So uh, give us a call back, or we'll uh, see you soon. <laughs> Bye. Sounds like a stuttering John lawsuit. <laughs> Vic will fall for that, though. Don't say anything. I'll give, uh, you, I'll give you his number, Vic. Okay, very good. I don't know if doctors make their own phone calls, so that's a little sad. <laughs> you don't think so? No, 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 no. They don't got time for that. Uh, all right. More about the Dr. Steve stuff here. Carl, that um, doctor you had on the last episode, can you have him back on and explain the science of the queef? Because the squirt, it, it kind of makes sense. It kind of makes sense. But the queef, that's where the real flavor is at. Call me back. <laughs> what <laughs> what the, the fuck? This guy's into queef porn. <laughs> I... It... <sighs> What is there to question about it, though? You know what I mean? It's just rude. like it's just it's air trapped. I don't get it. South Park covered it succinctly. That's where you get all your medical advice. All my all news. your medical news. My news and olds. <laughs> my room records called me out. Hey, Carl. My room records. You know I only call you because I love you, but I have to goof on you. And your musical sensibilities. <clears throat> you were making fun of poor Jamar and his uh, lyric writing ability. You're going to talk about lyrics in music? What? What is? What's your band do again? Call me back. Love you. All right, my room records. The Isotopes is instrumental, but I've written plenty of songs with lyrics that I've sung. One's about selling drugs to junior high schoolers. Don't get them started, please. <laughs> this Come has on. been documented. Do I need to play the songs again? I'm going to play all the songs <laughs> from the music special again right now. <laughs> in alphabetical order. <laughs> Could you imagine? God. Plus, I'm going to throw in a few new ones. Actually, grab my guitar, Chris. I've actually been working on a couple tunes. <laughs> and I want to oh, debut. <laughs> all right. Hey, what's up, Carl? It's uh, Casey's feet here, and this is how I talk. We were thinking it would be really funny if um, Casey put butter and syrup all over us and then posted pictures on the Internet because it would be like chicken and waffles. Man, think about how funny it would be if we were posted on the Internet with butter and syrup all over us. All right, give me a call back. Peace. I don't know if that was like his heavy breathing or just wind, but either way, I'm here for it. He was into it. He was into what he was saying. Um, I guess that guy called back. Hey, man. Um, I thought I'd call back and let you know that um, I was walking down the street while making that call, and I 100% had neighbors on the porch over hear me make that phone call. So uh, 
Hope it's funny. It is now. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> douche, 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 douche. You've got karma. Dude, fuck it. You turn me on a new agenda, but you got to talk to these guys about how half their show, a three-plus-hour show, is fucking dedicated to talking about their goddamn donators, their donors. It's fucked up. It's like, I love that show, yet I do not have to skip through any show as much as I do that one. So, fuck. I don't know. Calling it out, but hope you're uh, busy fucking yourself, Carl. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's all I got. Bye. So, I will tell you, that the last time I donated No Agenda, I made my note very short because I agree. The segment's gotten way too long. It's because they're so successful, they're getting too many people writing in, and that segment's going on very long. Um, but when I was trying to turn people onto it, it wasn't uh, like that. <clears throat> yeah, I'm sure you have them on speed dial caller. You, you can uh, let them know. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely let them know. I had Jesse Dvorak on the show. Oh, very cool, Carl. <laughs> Who else are you going to fucking name drop that are unimportant? Very cool. Mm, drop. All right, moving on. Carl, you know, I know some people that have adult braces, and I just want to throw this out there. You know, there's nothing wrong with it, you know. Anyway, W A T P, everybody. Some people think I should fix my teeth. I don't know if you've heard about this. Some people are saying. All right, last one here. Hey, Carl. Um. I don't know how you're going to swing this, but uh, it'd be really funny if you somehow managed to pretend to be someone else and somehow get invited on Stuttering John's uh, Beer on the Balcony and then record that. Uh, I don't know. It's probably gay. Never mind. All right, so here's an idea. Why don't we get Stuttering John Deepfake to be on Centering John's beer on the balcony. What do you, what say you producer Chris, can we make that happen? Can we book that? It's like looking in a mirror. <laughs> it's like looking in a dirty mirror that won't lend me money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a fucking update. Shit. I forgot to talk about this too. I should have talked about this. Julie. I got an update on uh, Dr. Steve's offer. Remember last week he offered a thousand dollars for John to do. Mm-hmm. I should talk about this on the bonus yeah, show. Yeah, probably. Should I talk about it on the bonus show? Yeah, probably. Fuck. All right. The teaser. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, so the bonus show. That's going to be coming out. We're going to record that on Thursday, mm-hmm. 5 p.m. Eastern. Okay. All right. Ah, on Thursday. I love it. <laughs> Vic's got some misguided confidence going on lately. I don't understand what's going on. Well, on, this, on this show, there's no misguided. That's true. Vic, thank you so much for coming on and reading our reviews. I always appreciate that. Of course. It's my favorite time. Okay, Casey's think... taking a break, apparently, too. Yeah, K- Casey has got some things going on in her life where she's, uh, you know, it's this schedule that we have of once a week and reading two or three reviews. <laughs> <laughs> it's overwhelming. Hey, has Vic ever done um, a station ID for us? Oh, I don't think so. Do you think she should? Yeah. Vic, you want to do a station ID for us? What the fuck do I say? I don't care enough to listen. You say... Uh... She just did it. 
This is Victoria from the Navy, and you're listening to Who Are These Podcasts? Something like that. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, you got to start okay. with hello. Hello. Oh, there should be a hello. <laughs> there, okay. Let's go. Hello. This is Vic from the Navy. Uh, you're listening to WATP, the worst show existed. <laughs> Perfect. Very, very well done. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. This is it. It's over. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Hey, bye. goodbye. I don't know. Who gives a shit? Why am I even still doing this? I'm out of here. I hope this sounded good. All new setup this week.